It's time for good beer, great friends, and pure 100% fun. This is Tavern Cast. Welcome back to the bar. Grab a beer, pull up a seat. This is TavernCast. It's a special episode of The Screen, where tonight we're going to go to a galaxy far, far away and talk Star Wars. Oh, sorry. This is Infernal Bill. <laughs> okay, hey, I'm Jen. And this is Bryce. We have special two guests on the show with us tonight. Special two guests? We have special two guests. Two special guests. Special, special two, two special guests. Dyslexia is a host. disease terrible. He's a very special host. We have two people on the show with us in the bar tonight doing the show who are guests. Uh, from the always fun and informative podcast, Definitive Geek, welcome to the bar, Darren and Blake. Yay! Thank you for having us. Did I ever mention that I'm half Greek? Because I have listened to Definitive Greek for so long and really enjoyed. Hello. Actually, no. the uh, The last time I was on the show, we were doing that. What wasn't the special cooking show about baklava? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey, Hey. Sounds like Russian. It's close. Dobrayutra, comrade. So, um, Definitive Geek, uh, I've been on Definitive Geek quite a few times. Darren, do you know how many times? Uh, like you've been five at least or something? four or five at least, yeah. Darren and Blake have been uh, good and have me on the show quite a few different times, and it's a fun show to be on, and it's a great show to listen to, uh, and how would people find that show if they wanted to hear you guys? And you guys just did a 50th, or 51st now episode, right? 103rd, no. please record it. Yeah, we, we did a big hundred episode. That was the one you're talking about. You guys have done. Uh, what I'm talking about the hundredth show that I did. Yes, yes right. and I'm too behind apparently. So why don't you just talk and I'll sit back over here and not say. <laughs> All right. Well, well um, we started probably two years ago now, or, or close to it. Um, we just did our hundredth episode with you and uh, Scott Gardner from the Choo Choo Freaks Family Podcast. And that was a lot of fun. No, we're a couple Canadians over here on the East Coast in the Atlantic time zone. For the, uh, the only time zone that matters to us. It matters to me too, man. I mean, really. Like, I'm going, you know, really the Atlantic time zone. That's where it's at. Bill's actually learned a whole new bit of geography today. He didn't know there was anything east of New York. Yeah. Well, that didn't stop at London. Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> Well, he Bill barely knows there's anything east of L.A. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is a victim of the American school system, after all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, that and you don't actually go to East L.A. if you're around from where Bill's from. What Bill's LA. from East L.A. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was born in East L.A. <laughs> okay. So how do we how do we find Definitive Geek? Uh, available on iTunes. Also, we have a website, DefinitiveGeek.com. Uh, we have a Facebook that's probably the easiest way to find us. You can email us at uh, definitivegeek at gmail.com. And we usually are pretty good about reading email and whatnot when we get we get them. So, uh, But it's a lot of fun. We have Blake and I have a lot of fun every week just talking about whatever. Uh, I was going to say, you can be almost, almost absolutely sure we read every email that comes, no matter how many come in. You know, the, the, <laughs> even, even when three came in the same week, we read all of them. I read all three, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what we do here at Taverncast, we don't really care. We, you, you, we don't Whatever. care what you write, oh, really. No. We, so. we read them. We just mock them. Well, that's fun, Actually, too. what we do care about is uh, that you like us on Facebook. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Silly audience. Segways are for kids. As a matter of fact, if you like Definitive Greek or Geek, take it as you will, you can also look up Definitive Geek on Facebook and find Taverncast, believe it or not, on Facebook. I don't know if many of our audience know that we actually have a page on Facebook, but you can find us what? at Taverncast on Facebook. You just look up Taverncast, and we <laughs> oh, will be he able He has no to, idea how to even get to the page. We himself. will be able to Facebook back to you and instant Facebook message you. We can you. Facebook back. Yeah, because you're an, a big Facebooker, huh? Bro? I love Facebook. You know, <laughs> back in the day, I, 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 I was we almost ready. We cannot get ready. him off that freaking site. I was almost ready to see the movie about Facebook. I came that close to actually <laughs> seeing it, but I didn't quite get there. The Facebook page itself is spectacular. Bryce has done an amazing job putting all kinds of <laughs> Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If it's not apparent yet, um, Bill is our social media director yes, for this I season am. of Tavern. I have a card. And we have given him this job mm-hmm. because he's the only one of us that barely uses the internet and knows nothing about social media. I use and if the that isn't apparent by saying things like Bryce has done a wonderful job designing Facebook. <laughs> And, and call us on Facebook, and we'll Facebook you back. You know what? There's one thing that I know. I may not know Facebook, but I do know that I like being liked. And if you like liking us, then you should like us on the Liking Facebook. Because if liking is your thing, then like us a lot. Because we live by likes. And if by liking us gets us liked, you'll have more liked episodes. And episodes are likable. So go ahead and like us on Facebook. That really, really feel comfortable that you're in the driver's seat here. Not and at uh, all. Not at all. just so you know, all the other tweets come from me. Okay, Jen, take it away. Be on the show. <laughs> uh, well, we're happy to have you guys uh, on the show. And for anybody else that would like to be on the show, grab a pen and take note. Um, Taverncast has a brand new phone number mm. in the USA. Give us a call at 734 418 7075. Wait, what's that number again? That seven would be 734-418-7075. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Internationally, you can catch us up on Skype. The username is TavernCast. Uh, send us an MP3 file at TavernCast.com or TavernCast at TavernCast.com. Only one rule. If you send it or if you say it, it's out there. We're going to play it. Wait, if you send it, if you say or- it, but don't send it, how could we play it on the show? No, if you said, well, hey, I'm just reading the copy here. I'm, <laughs> I'm just the talent. I don't write this <laughs> Longest, longest intro in all of Taverncast history. Like, everything's being elongated. It's like, be on the show. Take note. We have a brand new number, phone number in the camera. A new number? The- hey, let's riff on that. <laughs> For an hour. As you may have already figured out, yes, we are doing a special episode of The Screen. Uh, we're not really doing The Screen anymore, but if we're, you know, I figured we'd come back and do some of these sort of themed film-related episodes occasionally, uh, or, you know, just around properties and franchises and things like that. And, and movies. And mo- Right, but franchises of I movies. Know, but this know. is screen. Like if we were say doing the name. Say the word movie. The movie. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. But it would, see, if we did, like, television shows, it could still be The Screen. Hmm. 
So shut it. It'd be a flat okay, screen. So anyway. Small screen. <laughs> Small <laughs> flat screen. And our intro wouldn't be so long. And somebody's somebody sleeping on the who couch. Who invited you? <laughs> so anyway, so we uh, we will come back occasionally with the screen and do uh, you know some sort of special episode centered around a single franchise, whether it be TV or movie. So tonight it is Star Wars, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and there's a lot of Star Wars news, which is why we decided to get together and talk about Star Wars. So it's just a a huge classic legacy is the Star Wars stuff, at least the first three films, and I guess we can get into whether or not the second three set of films was worthy of that moniker Wait a minute. or not. How but- exciting is it to be a Star Wars fan? I mean, right back in when Star Wars first came out, we were all Star Wars fans. It shaped us as children. Then George Lucas raped our childhood by, like, you know, modifying the original saga. But then, you know, they started leaking out little bits of Star Wars by having, like, this... I don't know if you guys remember, but I was in college, and they had the Star Wars pinball game that came out. And I was like, wow, I haven't heard about Star Wars in years. And then it was like these no, little... No, Bill, that's because everybody else was playing video games. Yeah, so you're man. always, like, perennial <laughs> about 20 years behind the technology of the pinball day. wizard the, was uh, that the was that I'm, at the drive-in bill <laughs> I was, it's like so weird i was watching grease and i was like hey baby you got a quarter for the machine and hey, so- i just wanted to let you know that i've got my fancy digital calendar set for the year 2022 mm-hmm. when i'm going to finally teach you what facebook is okay, <laughs> go ahead very good, very good but how exciting is it to be excited about Star Wars again? I mean, I remember being excited about Star Wars when you first heard about the prequels, and then we were totally let down. But now that Lucas is no longer with the franchise, we get to look <laughs> forward to really great, potentially great Star Wars movies. Again, it's great. Yeah, it, it's, it a, it's sort of a, a new big time for Star Wars. So before we get into all of the things we're going to talk about revolving around that, which is practically the entire show, hey, I thought hey, I'd just... Bryce, uh, I have a quick what? question for you. What if Star Wars was rebooted a la Battlestar Galactica Star Trek? Who would you... Hello? Yeah, I'm just going to delete everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> don't break to the end, why don't you? All right, sorry. You're not allowed to have toys no, anymore. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so just, you know, because these are the movies that, in a lot of cases, I think a lot of people identify the Star Wars movies as at least the people of our generation. Um, and you guys all must be within, what, 10 years of where we are? Like, you guys we're all are, in our four, what, 64 or I'm, I'm, I'm Full disclosure, I'm 43 right now. I'm going to okay. be 45 when the movie comes, uh, episode 7 comes out. I'm going to be 55 probably by the time <laughs> episode 9 comes out. Which is kind of sad that I'm, I'm getting so old, but it's so cool that, that at 45 years old, I will want to go to a sci-fi movie. When my dad was 45 years old, he hated taking us to movies. Because, you know, we were going to... I think I took... Mom took me to Empire Strikes Back. I, I don't know who I went to Return of the Jedi with, but at the time, we couldn't get into a movie because we were still too young to... You know, so we couldn't go to a PG movie without a parent or guardian. So... My poor father had to take us to like Disney movies and and uh, all, and he had no interest in those at all. He was more of a Western kind of guy, Clint Eastwood, and he just he just sort of sit there with a glazed look on his face, really watching any movies, especially Star Wars and stuff like that. But, <laughs> it, but don't you guys think that? I mean, because you bring up a good point. My dad, for example, wasn't really into super you know genre kind of stuff, but there really wasn't much out there. 
uh, you know, they had a wave of sci-fi movies in the 50s and sci-fi horror kind of movies in the 50s. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they were considered, um, you know, like kids' stuff, basically. They were fringe stuff. They weren't anything that anybody, the, like the mass public, took seriously. It was so even think in some respects, like both 2001 A Space Odyssey and then Star Wars after it sort of revolutionized everything and brought it into the mainstream or started that process. It's interesting because uh, I remember asking my mom, I was probably eight or ten asking my mom about you know if she liked sci-fi if she liked that kind of genre that kind of thing and the only reference that she had was star wars she said well i liked star wars Hmm. you you know it's funny i think that's really interesting my dad lived in we lived in michigan when i was a little kid and when star wars first came out my dad got a uh, he he got a uh, uh, screening I don't know why they did screenings in, in Michigan, of all places, <laughs> but they did an advanced screening of the movie Star Wars. And it was um, the, the little write-up he, t- he tells the story was a space western or a western that's in space. And I guess, really? yeah. Or, and, and then, I don't see that at all. Well, I mean, you, oh, yeah, you've got like the I do. console is definitely the gunslinger. Yeah, he's like got, the cowboy. Yeah, totally. So anyway, I, I, he definitely uh, got us into Star Wars at a very early age, but he went to go see it uh, this early screening, and he was blown away. It was to, to speak hmm. to what you were saying. It was like nothing else that was out at the time. Everything else was westerns or um, World War II movies, and th- this was just beyond the beyond a space. It was really more like an opera, the way he describes it, though there was no singing. But I, I think he he says that in deference to the um, John Williams score, which which is ex- you know very operatic in tone and in theme, and you know every character has their own theme and it's it just so well put together um, and, and on such an epic scale that it really um, I mean if you think about it after Star Wars there were a number of copycat movies that were mm-hmm. terrible right I mean oh, people, yes. they were just going oh if you got blasters and you're in space and you know that's what the kids want nowadays and it really the other, the other day Jen and I actually watched um, Star Crash if you guys have never <laughs> seen that before it stars oh. um I can't think of the name of the woman who was in it, but David Hasselhoff oh was in gosh, it, it was and um, Christopher Plummer was like the emperor of the universe. It was. Have you? Have one of you guys even uh, seen it? I have seen it. Uh, Marjell Gortner was in it. Of course, um, you've seen it. And well, I I saw it because there was another podcast I listened to who had reviewed it, so I said I got to see what this piece of crap is, and so uh-huh, I sat sure. and watched it. But the chick in it, she was actually oh, she was hot, but super hot. Yeah. Way hotter God. than Kristen Stewart. She, she was hot. Um, hot. You didn't think the girl was hot? Horrible costume. Back oh there. God. Dude, the costumes was what Fresh. was good about it. <laughs> Images. But, the, but let me chick. Hot chick. Let me t- but let me say this about the girl in, in Star Crash. She was the, the first woman definitively killed by James Bond. She she played a... Um, right. She was the Bond girl. She was a Bond girl. Well, she was a Bond villainess who... Um, hmm. I'm looking up her name right now. J- Jane- oh, you said it. Oh, Carolyn no. Monroe. Yeah, Car- yeah. yeah. Marjo Gordner was the was the guy with with the bad uh-huh. tan. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, he was bad. Yeah, yeah. he was horrible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. anyway. I could never figure out what he was. I was like, okay, I thought you were human, but apparently you're not. I don't get this. All right, we'll come back and do a crappy movie. Star, Star Crash is like if a seven year old made Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. wow. We got to do yeah, an episode on Star Crash. 
I think it's interesting, though, that, like, for myself, I grew up, both my parents, I think, must be kind of geeky, because I grew up, my mom was like, oh, look, it's the Saturday afternoon movie, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Godzilla's on, let's watch it, and I was always watching, you know, Ultraman and all those things, and so when Star Wars came out, it was like, let's go, everybody get in the car, come on, kind of thing, and I mean, my dad is 62 years old, and he's chomping at the bit for The Hobbit when it's coming out, like, next week, he's like, let's go, let's go, and we still like make it a big deal. Like me and all my sisters get together and with him, and we all go to the movies. That's, still, that's very that's cool. cool. And you know the cool thing. The, so the coolest part about it is to bring it around is what I think you were saying, Blake, is the fact that you know these movies are going to be coming out now, and those of us with kids or those of us who are going to have kids, it's it's something you can share with your kids. It's a mm-hmm. common theme that we can. I mean, that's I've right. got my kids are but now. Jeez. Yeah, but there's a reason for that though, and that's because all of us. You know, if we're so inclined or lucky, uh, have kids, and we're the parents now, and we grew up with this stuff. Yep. But our parents, in a lot of cases, you know, they grew up like I know Jen's mom grew up, you know, with all the fifties and sixties sci-fi and horror flicks, mm-hmm. and she was just one of those rare people that actually liked them. Mm. My mom used to call all the movies that I used to like as a kid the the stories with the funny people, <laughs> because it was always funny people. Yeah, but you want to know what the coolest you know, thing is? Here's the coolest thing. Okay, it. We grew up with Star Wars, and now we have kids, and we can pass it on. Yeah, 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 whatever. Here's the really cool thing. <laughs> whatever. 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 Yeah, 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 whatever. Brad Bird, J.J. Abrams, right? Those yeah. those guys grew up with Star Wars. Those yeah. guys mm-hmm. are fans of Star Wars. And now those guys yeah. are potentially the guys who are going to be getting the reins on making these new movies. Not a guy like, you know... God bless him, George Lucas. He did what he did, but I mean, I think we can all probably agree that he wasn't the world's greatest director. And 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 taking this material that he sourced, he 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 changed it in ways that probably the fans wouldn't have changed it. He had a different vision than what he originally had, but the fans' vision of of or the the vision that was communicated to the fans stayed the same. So I think that. If the reins are handed to to one of these guys, who's the guy that did uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well? And we did. Yeah, did, 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 did the Avengers, yeah. yeah. It, right. If it gets handed over to a... Yeah, can you imagine a movie, a Star Wars movie, that's like the Avengers? I mean, it gives me chills. Mm. I mean, well, this is the kind of stuff we're going to get into all of this tonight. So all of this stuff that we're talking about, directors and where it's going to go, that's coming up in the entire next hour. But I want to go quickly around the table real quick. Um, to each of you, how, I want to know in total the franchise itself, all the movies, w- w- all the books, anything that you were got into with Star Wars. How did the series in total affect your lives? How did it change it? How did it affect it? What impact has it made in your lives? Let me start with um, Darren. Wow, that's a big, big, big question to answer. Um, I've read a whack of books. You know, I mean, I, I grew up on Star Wars and watched. On, on on watch on television, every time it was on Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, watching it on television. Um, saw Empire Strikes Back. That was the first one I saw in the theater. Saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. Uh, just fell in love with sci-fi in general because of it. And also, Star Wars made Star Trek what we had now in Star Trek possible. Because only after Star Wars came out did they say, "Yeah, we can do sci-fi. Let's come, let's do the Star Star Trek movies. Let's revitalize that franchise." So you've got you've got Star Wars to thank for for the, the all the Star Trek stuff we have now. But I've read books. You know, I read a lot of the expanded universe stuff, like *Aired the Empire*. 
I Jedi. I read a whack of those books for for quite a while. Is this a Canadian term? Whack. A oh, whack yes. of. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Yeah. We're we're still trying to figure out how many whacks to a crap load. <laughs> uh, there's four whacks to a crap load. <laughs> wow. Normally yeah. it takes me seven, but. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Um, no, so I've 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 you know I had the action figures when I ki- I was a kid. You know, I had a you know whack of those. Sorry, I want st- I'll stop saying whack. A bunch. I had a bunch of those. Um, so we we played Star Star Wars. I had a friend of mine, Terry Malone. Uh, we would be, go over to his place and we'd ride our bikes around, and they were X wings. He, and now that guy's just a whack job. <laughs> he, exactly. Well, he, on a related topic, he is. Uh, last time I talked to him. But, edit, no, edit, edit. No, uh, but we, but we would, we would pretend that we were, you know, Han Solo and Luke, Luke Skywalker, and flying around in our, in our uh, X-wing fighters and stuff. And, and uh, no, it's just so everything that has enveloped my love of sci-fi in general and put me where i am today and as a, as a major geek um from that i've got all kinds of star wars uh board games and miniature games here on my on my shelves uh star star trek or star wars trivial pursuit the whole nine yards and, and my son loves the star star wars as well he he really likes he liked the prequels more than you know but i think he does like he does like the original Oh, so he's a but, demon child then, is what you're saying. Well, no, but but you got to remember too the, the prequel. Moments. Oh, he's a good kid. Yeah, just just ask him about the time that he came down and said, you know, uh, bros before hoes. But um, we were playing, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, no, but remember the prequels were not written for us; they were written for our kids. And, well, that's a whole other topic, right? And and, <laughs> yeah. and I like I like the prequels, collectively speaking. I mean, there's problems with them. We'll talk about those here in a few minutes. But um, I just watched him and I watched them last week, and he and he liked them all except for, he didn't like the third one so much because because it's very dark. But uh, so yeah, that's uh, I, I would say you have to give it to Star Wars to props just be for its its direct impact and the its effect on culture. So. Kids tend to like the prequels, from what I know, mm. anyways, mm. which is kind of interesting. Anyways, Blake, how about you? Um, I think my parents were a little touched, to be honest, because they took a three-year-old to see um, the original movie in 1977, and you know, there's there's the action and the violence and the and the disembodied arm on the floor and you know all that kind of stuff, and I. I was watching this movie again and thinking there's no way I would bring a three-year-old to a full-length movie with all of this stuff in it. But obviously, that scared me deeply. <laughs> and I am now Does doing a podcast a called Definitive Geek. So you can imagine what kind of overall effect that that's had on me. Oh, no, Harold, I-, <laughs> I can't believe our poor son, Blake. But for seeing that movie, he would have been a doctor. <laughs> no, it became obviously it became the archetype for uh, for all kinds of geekdom, uh, particularly sci-fi. For me, um, it, they were the first. I remember the first real, you know, non-stuffy kind of toys that I had, and they were. It was a Chewbacca figure and a stormtrooper. Um, 
I was a younger brother, so my brother got Luke Skywalker with the X-Wing. I had to get the TIE Fighter, you know, the, the, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but you actually got the vehicles. That's pretty oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, one Christmas, one Christmas. That's the, tie fight, that's the TIE Fighter with the wings that popped off, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. It wasn't the Darth Vader one. I was a little disappointed it, wasn't, it didn't have the angled wings, but mm-hmm. it, was the, uh, it was that original TIE Fighter. The, one year, probably two, three years later, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. If you kept that Tie Fighter in the box, it'd now oh, be worth fifteen million dollars. <laughs> what? Yeah, seriously? <laughs> eBay. Look it up. That's. I had the 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 big uh, Millennium Falcon, and I had the. What was the other thing that I? It you was bastard! This. I dreamt of the Millennium Falcon. I literally remember having dreams as a kid that I got the Millennium Falcon, and then I woke up and I was super sad because I didn't have the Millennium Falcon. I What's wanted it? that so badly. My dad quotes this line because I, 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 it was Christmas morning. I asked for one of three things. You can give me this, you can give me this, you can give me this. There was the Hoth thing. So it must have been after Empire Strikes Back because you can get me the Hoth set, you can get me the droid set, or you can get me the, the Millennium Falcon, you know, the Sears catalog. I'm going through it. Anyway, I come down the stairs and both the droid thing there and, and the Millennium Falcon. So I was, you know. Best was, Christmas ever. Well, exactly. And I said. Wow, I get everything I wanted and some things I didn't even want. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, best it's kind of like ever. being an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's interesting that you guys said that uh, implied that Lucas wasn't much of a director because there's a lot of things that are really iconic from the 1977 version. Some of the pans, some of the just all of these really iconic things. The Starting with the starships and then panning down to the planets and then the, the swipe across to to go to the next scene, all that stuff is very. It's a Lucas device, and when you see that, you know that you're watching Lucas's stuff, right? D- definitely. I'm not sure if I think that's a mark of him as a director as much as it is as of him as a visual, um, you know, creator. Like he's great visually. Yes. He's just not so good with with actors, although. I have to agree with you in A New Hope. I mean, I don't have any problem with A New Hope. So I, I don't know what happened to him, honestly. He went crazy. I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> he got fat and rich. I mean, if you look at, there Star, you go. If you look at Star Wars, it's the, you know, the, the, the first movie, A New Hope, it's self-contained, right? It's got a, a great sure. arc. It's got three parts to it. And look, I didn't study film or anything, so I'm sure you guys could talk to me more about the about the technicalities of it than, than I know. But I mean it's it seems to me that it's a very self contained movie. Then when it got so ridiculously popular and profitable, they expanded on by creating I mean, you can't tell me that, you know, that that Lucas knew that um you know, Luke and Leia were going to be brother and sister when they had the kissing scene at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that guy's just making shit up as he's going along. Oh, absolutely, right? absolutely, absolutely. And, absolutely. and then absolutely. Return of the Jedi brings in like the Ewoks, to, 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 the, the capping moment. And I love Return of the Jedi. I love you know the end of Return of the Jedi where you got the space battle juxtaposed with the battle between Luke and the Emperor, juxtaposed with the stupid teddy bears and the and the stormtroopers. But I mean, really, you've got teddy bears versus we were throwing rocks. Versus Versus, you know, imperial uh, right troopers who've got armor and light and uh, and uh, blasters. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's like the United States versus, you know, uh, you know, Canada. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
So you're saying that Mounties equate with Ewoks? <laughs> some of them. No. Have you seen some of them? <laughs> no, Blake equates with Ewoks. But okay. um, no, I don't. My I gaming don't... group saw a picture of me in full facial hair, and and now I'm their token Wookiee. So just <laughs> take it from there. The uh, I I don't I don't necessarily agree that Lucas is a bad director. I I would definitely say he's not the best writer. And I think that's the majority of his failings are in the writing, not the actual visual directing and stuff. Um, you know, the, the cinematography he excels at, but the the writing is where is where is his weakness. And, and well, I think it's interesting what, what they said about maybe not being able to work with act, at least after Return of the Jedi, not being able to work with actors as well as he can with with some of the visual aspects. I think that's interesting. I two, mean, two who words. Did, who did the writing for the first three? Fireside love scene between Anakin and right. <laughs> no, maybe, oh, that's, that's, yeah. maybe that's more than two words, but it gets the point. Yeah, it makes me want to say, "Con, <laughs> your skin is so smooth, not like sand, which is rough." <laughs> I hate the sand. Yeah. I love your skin. Sand is bad. It's almost as bad as Twilight. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's still better than Twilight. Speaking of Twilight, Jen, how did you? Uh, how does the oh, series so. affect you in general? Why did you say speaking of Twilight? Well, you're, you're, Worst you're segue like the only ever. one in the room who likes it at all. Yeah, because my wife just walked out of the room. So, so I, felt <laughs> I was going to say, you want to talk Twilight, and I'm not the girl for you. <laughs> um, Thank God. I think for me, it was... As far as shaping things, it was one of the first things that ever was very epic as far as movies went. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of TV movies or or movies on TV when I was a kid. Um, But going to see Star Wars was an epic. It was the whole thing was Mm. an event. And I remember... I remember being on vacation in New Jersey. We went to Wildwood, New Jersey one summer when I was a kid. And we had this huge group of me and a whole bunch of my cousins. And we all went to go see Empire Strikes Back. Hey, you want to go see the Star Wars movie? <laughs> it was actually, I mean, hey. I mean we, had, we waited in line for like four and a half hours. A bunch of little kids and like two adults. Like for, I Move the line! Move the line! Come on up there! But then I remember, too, with uh, with Jedi, that was one of the first movies I remember being in where it was literally standing room only, and Hmm. the audience was Hmm. so into it. People were standing up and cheering and clapping, and for me, just the it made the movie amazing. And whether or not it really was at the time, you know, it was one of those things where I was so swept away by it. It was one of the very first things that really got me into thinking this is this is like amazing this is so huge and um i think for it, it set a standard for me as far as what's a really big movie you and know? you know we were talking you and i were talking about this when avatar came out that we were surprised because we have you just don't see lines around the theater mm-hmm. like you used to anymore right, right. And people just don't tend to react to movies in the way that i think we sort of remembered they used to cheer at movies and things like that but yeah. avatar was one of those recent movies that we were both like wow this is like star wars hmm. yeah they i yeah i agree i think that there that there's a a few I remember probably in the last decade that I've been to where people were standing in line for them, but they actually, I think one of them actually was one of the star Wars. Movies. Yeah. One of the star Wars. Movies. <laughs> I'm like, eh, actually, now that I think about it, um, when movies very first started, 
they were an event. It was a, it was a major thing to be able to even go to a, a motion picture. And that kind of faded out a little bit, you know, with the advent of drive-ins and then television and people, the, you know, the network showing movies on television. So they became a little more commonplace. And I think that Star Wars being the show that it, being the, the film that it was, brought people back to th- that, oh my gosh, I can't wait, we've got to go to this movie and see it in the theater. It became a big deal again. Remember they brought Star Wars back out? Uh, it was either later in 77 or it was like the next spring, but they re-released it and that was like an unheard of thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there was actually a 1979 showing in this area. Huh. Well, it's because it's Canada. You guys, it goes takes a while to get north. Don't be so harsh on Canada. The U.S. has not got a lot going for it right now. Canada's probably a lot better off. Seventy-nine that were. Yeah, no, I remember the seventy-nine because I do remember going to A New Hope after seeing Return of the or Empire Strikes Back in the theater. So I I do remember it came back out for sure. You said, "Hey, can I get a whack of popcorn for this movie?" (laughs) 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 All right, Bill, what did you think? Um, The way Star Wars. Uh, changed me or shaped my life, I think is how, how often I quote it. On a daily mm. basis, even, I, I think, I, maybe not so much on a daily basis anymore, but it, there's so much of the movie that became so quotable that you, can, that you see all the time in, in um, pop culture, whether it's television or, um, well, that's pretty much it, television, or, you know, or talking with your friends or talking with acquaintances or even, you know, just to lighten up the mood when, you know, even at work oftentimes. I remember once when I was in college, um, I, were, I was on a road trip with my girlfriend, and um, I had said <laughs> I had gotten pulled over. Like I think we were on our way out to Las Vegas or Palm Springs or something. We were going to Jersey we to were... see that Fat Lucas kids movie, and the cop Star pulled, Wars. The cop pulls with uh, my cousin Jen, who was out front waiting for the movie. The cop, Yo, the cop pulls me over and he says, "License and registration, please." And I look at him and I go, "These aren't the droids you're looking for." And the and he, he just started laughing and then and then he gave me a ticket. But still, it was funny for me. Now, now, Bill, you, you, you shouldn't have said these aren't the droids I'm looking for. It says you don't need to see my license and registration. You don't. I should have. I, yeah, you don't need yeah. to see his license. And registration. But but to but to add to your just to add to your point, I I sit at I'm gonna do tech support. We have a chat going all day on our team. During the day, at some point, we will start quoting Star Wars. Doesn't matter what day, even if we're just talking about how bad people are or or something. Um, we'll even quote Jar Jar Binks just because it's it's mocking. It's, well, now it's you're mocking getting a little. Now you're getting a little crazy on me, Jar. I don't know if I. Yeah, but how many times this week, uh, Bryce, or last two weeks, have I put something in, e- in an email to you that? Well, you even said one thing. Says, "Why did I read that in the Emperor's voice?" Because it was something I sent. I <laughs> yeah. sent to you. It was something something you said that had that. It was like um, you want this, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> or you know, the other one is when when Lucas uh, Luke is so whiny. Mark Hamill is God bless him, but he is so whiny. He's, he says, "But I want to go to the Tap Tasha station to pick up some power converters." And like whenever the kids start whining, I'm like, "No, he didn't want to go to Tasha yeah. station to pick up. He wanted yeah. he wanted to go to Tasha station to pick up his friends. Go to the power Tasha station to pick up some power converters. And you, you can waste time with your friends, you know, when your chores are done, something like." that it's um there's and then the other thing is i always tell my kids you know they they say is it they always ask me is a movie any good and you know 
take your pick, whatever movie or whether it's uh, I, I don't know. I think the la- the last movie we saw was Wreck It Ralph. Okay, so they said uh, <laughs> so they, they all loved it and they said, oh, how'd you like the movie, Dad? And I go, well, it was it was good. I mean, it could have been better. And they said, how could it have been better? I said, well, it could have had lightsabers. That's my ongoing meme <laughs> that any movie is better if it had lightsabers. <laughs> Everything's better with lightsabers. Come on, Bill. That's right. <laughs> even, even the last Star Trek movie, I said that's one thing I didn't like about the, the Star Trek movie originally is there was too much Star Wars in my Star Trek movie. Now, not because I don't like Star Wars. It's because they're divergent properties, and they were, they were, mixing, they were mixing a little too close. To, and I don't know if that was intentional. or if it, No, that's because J.J. Abrams loves, yeah. loves Star Wars. In fact, like, and, I, and he the, didn't know anything about Star Trek. He wasn't no, a Star right. Trek fan. If he, and if so yeah. he was just like, well, uh, I'm going to watch a couple Star Trek episodes, and then I'm going to figure out how to make it better than what it is here, because I don't really get it. If, I'm not really saying he did a bad job. I think he did a great job. But, but he there, wasn't a Star Trek fan. And you're right. Those two properties are very different. If you yeah, were a the, fan of the TV show Lost, which is also J.J. Abrams, there were multiple constant uh, references to Star Wars. I mean, the, the one guy who he, he is, kind, I mean, uh, I forget who the one guy was, uh, but he, you know, he, he sat there in one episode. He goes, "No, no, no, no. This one goes there. That one goes there." And I'm like, and I said to my wife, "I go, oh, that's from Star Wars." She's like, "Yeah, great. Shush. I'm watching a TV show." Nice, but I mean, like the the whole scene with when uh, Kirk's on Hoth. And there's always a bigger fish. Kirk's on Hoth, right? He was. Yeah, that's that's where he met up with Spencer. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. You're, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. that is true. That is true. But, well, so you guys keep talking about Star Trek, which I know, like, that's one of Bryce's big things is always Star Trek. But was which was your first thing? Did you like the Star Trek or Star Wars first? I, I think I would Star have, Trek. Yeah, I would say because Star Trek was just a lot more accessible. It came on at noon on uh, Saturday That's afternoon, it. so after you were done watching your cartoons, you'd flip over to CBC Television and watch uh, an old rerun of Star Trek. So it was just more accessible. You you got to see it more often. Start. My my mom was always saying like she didn't like the movies with the silly people. But the thing is, my mom is the one who started me on Star Trek because in my neck of the woods, uh, it was always Sunday night. After the Lawrence Welk show, which I also watched with my mom, and then Star Trek would come on. And that was like when I was, you know, two, three, four, probably. So Star Wars was a new thing for you me. You were 234? Yes. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but what about, I mean, as far, but so do you compare Star Wars to that? To Star Trek? Yeah, I mean. No. As I think at the time your I'm, I'm interests be, or what you are like who you are as a person or <laughs> I think um I think I mean I'm not going to make this a Star Wars versus Star Trek thing but I think at the time Star Wars was the biggest thing going Star Wars was awesome I mean Star Wars it was better than everything that had been out period no matter what much bigger and better than Star Trek Star- I think o- over time Star Trek has probably had more influence but that's because I think Unlike Star Trek that had all this TV time right. and all this long history of characters and mm-hmm. situations and build-ups and books and everything else, Star Wars had a very limited thing. I mean, right, for the longest time, yeah. it was just the three movies and very little else. And, you know, you, you created stuff with your head playing with the toys, but for the most part, it's just those three movies. And, I mean, there was a time where I remember in high school, a couple buddies of mine were sitting in my bedroom. I had a VCR in there, and we were going frame by frame through the last battle on Return of the Jedi just mm. to see everything. Thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was still a big deal even then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I mean, if you're asking me like how Bryce Star Wars affected my life, in college, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know how it affected my life, I mean, yeah, it uh, 
it it definitely made me a geek. I mean, Star Trek and Star Wars together did, but Star Wars was was monumentally effective. And it also it it it's changed my life in another way too, in maybe like a another a negative way, which is that when the prequels came out, there in that general season when the the first movie came out, uh previously no no i think it was the year after that was godzilla right guys was godzilla 98 sounds about right and st- the uh, phantom menace was in 97 right sure okay so yeah so in one year i had my heart destroyed by two movies one was the phantom menace where george lucas just crapped all over me and the other one was godzilla where they absolutely destroyed godzilla and from that point forward i've always i can never get my expectations up high until the avengers right, and right. for whatever wow. reason really? the avengers i trusted from the get-go and i don't know why and i think that's because all those movies you know built up and i and i trusted. wait why but, but wait there's been great movies between like godzilla 1997 never and the avengers. <laughs> no i'm not saying there haven't been good movies but my expectation hopes up yeah, yeah i never you, i wouldn't get excited about but them. what got your hopes up for avengers why didn't you get excited about like i don't know batman or you know the original because the original you watched Spider-Man the trailer 37 times oh. every <laughs> single Day. I was for seven months. Wow. Now, I'm going to defend the prequels for just a moment. Not that they're perfect, because they're not. But there are. George Lucas did things in those prequels. To rape that were our childhood. Yes, he to, did. To rape our childhood over and over again. Yes, <laughs> but, yes, he did do things. Yes, but there was there was Jar-Jar homage. Binks. There was or, yeah. There was homage. Mini, mini homage. Jerry Sandusky. Oh, 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 wow. He Sandusky on us in the prequels. Okay. Okay. For for example, the Padres. Sorry, a bunch of haters here, yeah. dude. I guess I know. Well, that's fine. Build but a strong case the pa- here. The Padres is an homage to the classic cinema. Back in the day of Spartacus and Ben Hur with 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 the yeah. chariot race, there's right. a lot of, and and there's a uh, continuance of all like he's done that all through those movies, all through the Star Wars, the the you know the classic trilogy, all that stuff's in there. There's all their homages to what's come before, what what influences was he had growing up. So like ben, like I said, Ben Ben Hur. Now Anakin is always a whiny little brat. You see where Luke gets it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's that genetic. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Pudu. I mean, I, 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 but the I prequels. But the prequels. <laughs> you can you could never get a ten out of ten on a prequel because that's and that's the problem with prequels in general. No prequel can live up to the the the. the you know, Look, like here's set a thing. time before. The no, just is, let me finish. Let me. I'm not done. No, I'm not done. no. You're on Tavern Cast. You don't get to finish. I get to <laughs> yes, talk got, over you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Do you not well, listen let me, to let me, the show? I do listen to the show. It's his first day, Bill. Be nice. <laughs> All I'm saying is the prequels, uh, even if they had done everything perfect, they could only rate to about a seven and a half out of ten. Because there was parts of it that you could not, that you knew had to end. You knew where it had to start. You knew where it had to end. You knew who was going to live and who was going to not live at the, you know, at the end of the of episode three. You you knew where it had to end up. Right, so, but with episode one, at least he had enough time to play and do some cool stuff. And I don't think he ever should have done the prequels. 
I don't think he ever should have done that. He should have done what they're preparing to do right now. Well, they should have skipped the prequels altogether. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I think I think the prequels have there are good elements to it. I agree. There there are definitely parts to it that are spectacular. Even I mean, I I the first time you you see. Um, you see uh, <laughs> Darth Maul, right? And the in the trailer, even when it first came out, like mm. I was watching it on TV or something, and you know, you see him, and the lightsaber comes out, and then the other side of the lightsaber comes out. I mean, that was just that. I don't know for whatever reason that just blew me away. I'm like, oh my god, that is so great. So yeah. th- there were there were, and just the Darth Maul character, the makeup they did on him, he just looks mean and vicious and awesome right yeah he was badass he was badass and but there were parts of it that are just so juvenile and so horribly out of sync with what the Mm. original movie was with what and the original movie was never juvenile it was even though we as kids enjoy it was made for juveniles the movie itself wasn't juvenile and I think that's where the, the the prequels went astray. Is that he 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 was he made the excuse that he was making it for kids, but he made the movie yeah. childlike. You guys, yeah. I don't believe for a second though that he made the first Star Wars movies for kids. No, I don't. I don't, I don't no. believe that. I think he made them for himself. Oh. Yeah, I think so too. Well, but yep. no, 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 no. You're not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he made uh, a New Hope for kids. I'm saying kids loved a New Hope. Juveniles right. loved A New Hope, but he made the prequels juvenile. You see what I'm saying? It, yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. I because it was the 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 four, five, and six are classic cinema. Mm-hmm. With well, all, see, with all six, the, so, but you can see it starts to get it start. Like if you look at the whole Ewok thing, right? I mean, that's a very good example of him starting to go a little nuts. Like, you know, yeah, this, but that was it doesn't that was a compromise sense. because they wanted to do they wanted to do Wookies, right? They, so they they wanted a forest planet. They want they wanted it to be Kashish, k- Kashish, whatever. Kashik, <laughs> yeah. It's more Mediterranean than it is. Uh, right. You know, I never but, uh, thought of Chewbacca as Middle Eastern, but maybe not. Well, maybe. Yeah, but but I, I also look at the prequels, for example, and see a different era, like, into the design element. When I look at the graphics, the, the graphic design, like the Naboo fighters, they don't put me in mind of a F-15 or F-16 like, they, like the X-Wing does. They put me in mind of a Spitfire, the classic World War II fighters right. with, the, with the rounded engines and the stuff. Well, it, and starts, the- it starts at the very first scene in, um, in the very first in episode one where you see mm-hmm. the ship coming across the screen and it has a older, clunkier noise to it. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. sound of the motor just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, they almost sound like uh, rotor blades. Right, yeah. it's, well, right? Yeah. It's, it's clearly older, and the technology is clearly older, and it's more clunkier, which is a nice touch. I like that. I'm, I'm down with that. But here's the big problem that I have in, in showing the ki- my kids the, the Star Wars movies, is which do you show them first? Do you show them one through six? Because if you do one through six, you lose a lot of the no. great, great surprises. Right. You show you show four, five, six, and you go back to one, two, and three. Like I had this conversation with somebody else the other day. He says, "I want to show my daughter, you know, have my daughter watch all the Star Wars movies. Says, what I should do? One, like one through six? Or I said, no, four, five, six, and then go back because you know, otherwise it, you lose all the all well, the surprises. See, for me, it's you do four, five, six, and then, and then the kids stumble across the prequels like Dad's hidden porn stash about twenty <laughs> years later. No, there you I go. Think, I think you do. It's the forbidden thing that they're not supposed to. But see. here's another problem, though, with four, five, and six being re-released, with four being changed as drastically as it did, you lose a lot of the great notes. So, for example, Jabba the Hutt. 
By inserting that scene into episode four, where you now have Jabba the Hutt interacting with Han Solo and at the Millennium Falcon Horrible. before they take off from Tantooine. That was the worst thing they could have done. Not yeah. only is it a bad scene, but you lose this mysterious character. Who is Jabba? What is yes. Jabba? What does he look like? And suddenly, yeah, and he's not as menacing at all. But I mean, and then you see in Return of the Jedi, he's a giant slug, right? I mean, he's he's. This but he was. I mean, people were really grossed out by him. It was like. You, because you've had this buildup of two movies of oh my god, what is this guy? What is he? What does he look like? He sounds horrible. Oh my gosh! And then he's this like nasty guy who's got he's a saliva, slug and he's eating ugh, frogs and he's, so and he's like trying and, to lick the slaves and ugh, I mean, that, and you're just like not only are you freaked out and you've been intimidated by him, but now you're disgusted by him and great? there was that impact and that's a great was impact. Wasn't that a great yeah. impact for you? I mean, you yeah, that yeah, part. absolutely. But I think you lose that if you watch the re ver- uh, the the re-edited version of 4 that has now put that scene into it. Yeah, yeah it's not I agree. Menacing because Han Solo uh, like has no respect for him and he's a goofball. Right. Mm. And he steps on his tail. And yeah, and, yeah, and he right. and he just kind of winces in a, in a goofy kind of way and yeah, Han no, it, me bookie. But, it, but in the original he he says, "Look, I'm coming to pay Jabba." He, he he you you can tell that Han is actually intimidated by Jabba. He was worried yeah. that he hadn't right. paid him. Now right. and then they say like when they re-edit, he, you know, he just steps on your to- you know, his tail and and uh, it's just, it's just, it's just stupid. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to, I'm looking forward to the the new movies uh, not being <laughs> essentially pussified because Lucas <laughs> pussified Han Solo when the whole you know Greedo shooting first thing by by taking those elements out of it. And I think there was a whole movement where they redid these movies and they got rid of you know they, they tried to tame Spielberg and ET. Yeah, and I was going to say Spielberg and ET, and I think Spielberg and ET recanted recently. He did saying he yep. should he should have never done that. So I think generally people, at least people our age, are in agreement that that should have never happened. And I'm anxious to see, particularly if Harrison Ford is up for, you know, redoing Han Solo, which I, can, I can't imagine why he wouldn't, particularly since he just did Indiana Jones, or a few years ago did Indiana Jones. Yeah. See, what, what is Han Solo like now? And and you know what 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 happens to like the 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 you know the the galaxy's greatest gunslinger scoundrel? All right, all right. So one thing we can definitely tell from this whole conversation uh, now thirty or no fifty minutes into the show <laughs> is that we all really have a lot to say about Star Wars. So we need to, we need to pull this on track here to try to get through some of the other things here. Okay, um, fine. Now back to or, World of Warcraft. When, right, I was exactly. running, when I was running my... Hello? There are so many references to Star Wars in World of Warcraft. It's everywhere. Oh, so stop. 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 <laughs> Which brings God up another sake. great topic. I was going to... Long time ago before Vader's sexual peak, I met him there on Tatooine. He drank like he was Greek. His mama said he's been this way since he was only three. Qui-Gon and all said he's the one to fulfill the prophecy. Qui-Gon took young Anakin, the council for to see. But Yoda said, afraid am I, drink irresponsibly. So Qui-Gon told Anakin, watch how I drink and all. Then that Jedi Master drank too many shots with Darth Maul. So drink yourself a shot of scotch, then down with pint of beer. Do not think that you can drink that boy under a chair. Cause Anakin will slam a beer with a lassie on each knee. And when he finds it sobers up, a Sith at last he'll be. 
Sammy-made C-3PO to be a great bartender. He could make six million drinks and put you on a bender. With R2-D2 by his side, he had a keg on wheels. And for Amidala, Annie drunk an extra force appeal. Wanna hold my lightsaber? So drink yourself a shot of scotch, then down with pint of beer. Do not think that you can drink that boy under a chair. Cause Anakin will slam a beer with a lassie on each knee. And when he finally sobers up, a sick at last he'll be. I told my master Qui-Gon Jinn I'd teach that boy to drink No more than just one pint an hour So Anakin, that stinks Amidala likes me best when I'm all liquored up So he used the force to bring around And knock the lassie up Well that explains so drink yourself a shot of scotch Then down one pint of beer Do not think that you can drink that boy under a chair Cause Anakin will slam a beer With a lassie on each knee And when he finally sobers up A second last he'll be When drunk we are, free of distraction are our minds. When free of distraction, one with the force we become. So drunk, let's get, and we come on with the force. Hurry, much jelly, happy hour, section five. Meanwhile, Chancellor Palpatine needed a new lush. He ordered grog for Anakin, so he'd never sober up. The twins were born, and how I wish that one more thing could be. That all the fans were all quite drunk. I wish I was. With Star Wars 1 through 3. So drink yourself a shot of scotch, then down one pint of beer. Do not think that you can drink that boy under a chair. Cause Anakin will slam a beer with a lassie on each knee. And when he finally sobers up, let's drink yourself a shot of scotch, then down one pint of beer. Do not think that you can drink that boy under a chair. Cause Anakin will slam a beer with a lassie on each knee. And when he finally sobers up, if at last he'll be So we got six movies, two trilogies, real quick, around the table, after all is said and done, which of the Star Wars movies is your favorite and why? Briefly. Uh, Bill. Um, the easy answer is Empire Strikes Back, but I think I'm going to go with A New Hope, just because I saw it at a formative age when I was, you know, what, four years old, and uh, loved it, and had such a big impact, and when it was so new, it just blew me away. Love it. Okay, Darren? I would I would go with Empire Strikes Back as well, but it's the easy answer, so I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi, because it's the culmination of everything. You finally see the Empire destroyed, you see the, the Emperor blowed up, you know, falls down the shaft. He gets blowed up real good. Blowed up. Blowed up. Blowed, blowed up real good. There was and a then whack get, of stormtroopers. There was a whack of stormtroopers died. Then they played the yump. The, Several crap the, dub, the, the nub dub song at the. <laughs> then they played the nub dub song at the end, which is the better ending. It's right. It is. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna ask both of you guys. Are you talking so original or special edition? Original. Both of you. Original. Bill, original or special edition? You know, it's tough to say. There's certain, there are great parts of this special edition where they really did some awesome special effects, particularly that scene, the scenes where they're, you know, taking on the Death Star and they're fixing up Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. So I, I guess I'd still have to go with the original just because of the storyline. But there, but there, but the the special edition is still pretty good. Okay, Blake, how about you? Your favorite? Uh, New Hope. Mostly because, like I say, it's the first one. It's it's iconic. It sets everything else up, and uh, and it does the best job I think of inspiring the imagination. 
That's great. That's, okay. a, that's a great. That, that, that's such an interesting perspective. You're, you're absolutely right. And it reminds me that what, one of my favorite scenes has got to be the end of A New Hope, where they've got the meet, da, 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 mm. da, 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 and they, they're getting their awards, and like you know the the uh, the droids are sitting there like second class citizens. I don't think I don't think <laughs> Chewbacca even got a medal. You know, they, no, only, he didn't. Only the humans got. I a medal. I remember thinking, what? He's an animal. What's up with no that? rights for the animals? He's a subspecies. <laughs> Get in the back of the throne room, Chewbacca. In my day, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. All right, Jen. What about you? Um, well, I actually am going to say now. Now my favorite is actually Empire. When I was younger. Uh, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. And I say that because I remember going to see A New Hope when it first came out, but I have vague memories of it. I remembered it more after I was probably like 10 or 12 and saw it again on video. Um, But I remember Jedi being very impactful when I was younger. Like I was saying earlier, it was very epic for me. Like the whole experience was just amazing. Um, and I remember not liking Empire when I saw it as a kid, but then again when I got older, I was like, "This is you didn't funny. like it when you saw it." I I liked it, but I didn't like it. Win, I'll, right? I'll be honest with you; you're gonna laugh at me, but I told you we were in New Jersey on vacation. I got pissed because I came home from the movie and I was all excited she about got it. Pissed, and I was pissed telling my, I was trying to tell my mom about it, and she, I was and I was like, "What'd you do? We went and saw a movie, na na na." And she's like, oh, "I went to the beach," and then I was mad because I wanted to go to the beach, and then she wouldn't let me go to the beach. So hey, what I do you hate not this like movie. The movie? You want some cotton candy? <laughs> it was really hey, dumb. You doing? Hey, you I was like eight. Star I don't Wars know. Thing? We were out here tanning all day. That's what I'm. Hey, we've been about. out here all exactly. day waiting in this damn line. You didn't even like the movie. So, but when get I, a coney when and I, shut I, it. When I got older, um, I rewatched all of them. Actually, we had a part of my birthday weekend was we rented all of the movies, <laughs> and I got to watch them all back to back. And that's when I realized that Empire was my favorite. Who didn't? do a marathon of the three movies and because that's the only time you got to see them is when you rent would rent them on VHS yep. and yep. then watch do a marathon. Yep. That sure. was the way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was like the first time you had like the butt numbing experience of watching a bunch of these movies <laughs> in a row. I mean, we've done that for a lot of other things now, obviously, but that was that was sort of the first. I think for me I'm going to have to go with uh, Attack of the Clones. Sorry. Clearly. Hey, Attack Bryce, of the Clones clearly, is good. Bryce. Yeah. No no one asked you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I go, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead and ask me. Hey, Bryce, which one is your favorite? Well, I'm going to go with the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> yes! Yes! I remember seeing that, actually. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember actually getting my sister and I, we begged my mother to let us stay up late to watch that. And we, like, popped popcorn and we sat in front of the television set just eyes glued to it. We were so excited for like two weeks and I remember it got done and we both were like, this sucked. We were really mad. <laughs> yeah, but Boba Fett was in it. The That's first right. time Boba Fett appeared was in the holiday special and it was like Wookiee Love Day or something. I forget what yeah. the festival was. Like Festival of Love or <laughs> Princess Love. Leia Singh. Are you serious? Whatever. Your favorite was Attack of the Clones? No, 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 no. My favorite was, um, I, I'm with you and Blake, uh, uh, New Hope. Mm-hmm. The original. Um, Good choice. Although, to be honest with you, if I could segment it up, I would take A New Hope all the way up to the end, and then I would insert the new dogfighting effects, because I did like those. I thought those cleaned up some issues, and I thought they did a good job. Everything else in the movie, though, just keep it the way it was. It would have been fine. But I I think I agree for all the reasons you said, A New Hope, too. There's, you know, and honestly, I still think that uh, the end battle scene, the Death Star fight, is still one of the tensest tensest most most tense, most tense yeah most <laughs> stressful um at the end of, um, the end of a new awesome 
Yes, yeah. just awesome battle scenes with porkins, the and they each have their own like <laughs> units, and they're going in, and oh. Oh, it's and so the, mu- the music, the music is perfect. Pull up, pull up. I'm too fat. Oh, it's so good. I'm too fat. Yeah. <laughs> pull up. I'm too fat. <laughs> I'm too fat. Oh! <laughs> I'm too fat. I'm too fat. Yeah, porkins. Nice. Poor porkins. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. How many real- times have you been doing something and, and somebody says, oh, "Forget it," and you just go stay on target? I mean, that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's our tagline now for definitive geek. Only to stay on topic. <laughs> Stay, stay, on topic. stay on topic. Stay on topic. I can't shake him. Stay on topic. <laughs> You're coming in too fast. <laughs> Loosen up. I'm too. I'm yeah. too fat. Yeah. I'm, poor. I'm too fat. I've never heard that, but I like it. I like. It. Now it makes sense. I never heard it that way until until just now. But it's good. Yeah. You want this, don't you? <laughs> All right, um, real, real quick around the table. Uh, we're not going to make a big topic out of this one, but I am curious. If for, for any of you guys that have you know, looked into the extended universe stuff, so everything outside of the movies, and I'm going to include like the Clone Wars animations and things like that, even though they're kind of canon. I, actually, I think they're supposed to be canon. They, they but, are canon, yes. They okay, canon. but, but uh, real quick, like anything else there, just like a single item that you really think it was like, wow, that's really great. I'll just I'll start off just to kick it off. I think the Clone Wars animations, the new ones, not the G- Gennady Tartofsky ones or mm. uh, whatever the, the first ones were. I know a lot of people prefer those, but I actually like the new ones. I think they're really good, and I think as the seasons evolve, they, they get a little bit more... Uh, they're actually, I think, closer to the original series than the prequels were, and there's a lot of things I like about them, but there you go, the Clone right. Wars animation. Right. So right. extended universe, uh, Darren, go. Okay, uh, Heir to the Empire, the books, Timothy on one of the best sci-fi series I've read ever. Okay. Which a lot of people are, were hoping they were, gonna, they were going to turn into... This they, next set of movies, and, which and they're the, apparently not, but they may borrow characters. It, from it. It's too, it's too, re, it's too recent. After it wouldn't make sense, but there'd be nice. There'd be part. They could adapt some of it, but I don't know how well it will work. The other thing is the Clone Wars. I went to, I took my boys or my boy and some of his friends to the Clone Wars movie. I hated that movie so yeah, bad. That one was bad. Because it was. The, I'm looking at it. And it looks okay. So the animation is chalk style. It's a little every. Everybody looked like they were drawn in chalk, and I and the and my the the boys when I took them when we were leaving they said well, how did you like the movie and then the, they were all talking oh that was great it was all action she goes you know, there was none of those that slow those slow parts it was all action <laughs> I said and, and I just like yeah you mean story yeah story <laughs> plot yeah that's that there was none of that yes exactly I'm too yeah. fat I'm too fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right how Blake how about you. Uh, I'm trying to think of something, honestly, and uh, I can't think of anything that, that's that's really impacted me the way Star Trek is. I had some criticisms of some of the directions some of the video games went, and I did have a, I did have a video game called Rebellion, which was kind of a uh, Masters of Orion light, um, where you got to use a lot one. of these characters, you know, the, the blue-skinned uh, officer, what's his name for the... Thrawn? Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. And uh, some of the Bothan spies Man. and other things, you get to use these characters and throw them around the board, as it were. And I, that's really the only introduction I had to the the extended universe. There was some interesting stuff there for sure. Saturday morning cartoons. I watched Droids and the live action movies of Ewoks when yes. I was a kid. Those were a big deal 
to me. Yeah, I they, forgot all about them until just now. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were a big. I remember those coming on, and they would like simulcast it in full stereo on the local radio station. It nice. was a big yes. deal. <laughs> yeah, they weren't the greatest movies, but they were. You know, they there were, were kind of neat. There was oh, droids and Ewoks. You know. I put it this way. I watched the original Battlestar Galactica, the original uh, A Team, and the original um, Dukes of Hazard, and I thought those were great. So, oh, you yeah. know, we all the Ewoks movies brother. were fantastic. <laughs> I'm still gonna, I'm, I'm still gonna stick to it though that the original like two-parter Battlestar Galactica is still pretty strong. That when the it series is. gets on from there, it starts falling into cheese fest. But the first part, first couple parts of it aren't bad. No, oh, I agree. All right, uh, Jen, real quick. I'm going to go with the uh, Lego version of the Millennium Falcon. That's Sweet. probably my favorite thing. Wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> there is one. It's huge. And it's oh, got yeah. like opens up and Halcon, it's really cool. Actually. It had, um, they had a little light with the with the Halcon mm-hmm. as, as our local uh, sci-fi convention. And they had had like a little LED light in Chewbacca's welder. So it was actually flashing on and off and the whole bit. It was It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen. Well, I've only seen it like really in Toys R Us and that sort of thing. But I think it's pretty cool. That and I do like watching the uh, Clone Wars cartoons. I'm, I don't know if that's cool or not, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're on Tavern Cast, Jen. It's cool. <laughs> hey, Bill, like how a about Fez you? or a Stetson? You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who reference, leaving no reference unturned. Yes. And Bill's like, is that like social media? What's Doctor Who? Do I? How, where do I log into that? I was going to watch Doctor Who, but I was too busy banging chicks. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to get Bill, or I've tried to get Bill to watch Stargate, and he crapped out during the oh. first season. During the first season, and didn't continue. Really? Like, Are you oh. kidding? Bill, he's got, he's Bill, got nine other awesome seasons to go, ah. and I told him, I said, stick with it, it because it's going to get really great. And he just like, oh, I can't get that. I want oh, to. No. I want to. I, I, I do. I just it just stopped. I, and I this is why to. I get. This is why I didn't even bother bringing up Doctor <laughs> Who because I knew he couldn't make it through it. Star Stargate is awesome. That, I mean, I'm a huge Stargate fan, and there's a lot of talk about I know I'm going to, but there, but there are actually Stay some good track. episodes in episode, season one, but there's some bad ones. You're, you're right, especially but, in season one. It's, it's yeah, it's Amanda tapping, Amanda tapping in a in a real hot blue outfit. That was awesome. All right, all right, all right. we'll come back um, for a definitive sex goddess on some other show. But. <laughs> <laughs> we Bill, what, Bill, what do you got? No, never. Not not a single show. What <laughs> what do you got for the expanded universe? You know, I've always had difficulty with the expanded universe because I sort of like my franchises self-contained, and when there's this <laughs> extraneous material, it just gets beyond me, and then I can't keep up with everything because then I just didn't know how to find. For example, you know, this is before the internet, right? So when they had new things coming out, how would you able? How were you able to find it? How would you be able to know these things? It's so this idea that there was canon in the Star Wars universe that went beyond what was in, contained in the movies it blew my mind. The first time I was subjected to that was when they had the action figures and the, they had these random action figures. You know, like hmm. first you'd have like Luke and Leia and Han Solo and Darth Vader, and then you'd have like Mok Dong, and it's like what who. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a Vietnamese Star Wars. Hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, they have like Lieutenant Gaw. What? Where did that guy? You know, Grant Tarkin. Fine, I got him. But then you've got like Vice Admiral Joel. 
and uh, I don't yeah. even know who that is. And well, because you, you get the you get the uh, peripheral characters like Assface and yeah. uh, Ass Face. and Boss, the Galactic Amor. Proctologist. I I had Boss. I didn't have Boba Fett. I had Boss. I had a couple of the the uh, the, the bounty hunters, but Dengar. Remember Dengar? Yeah, Dengar. Who the because he was retarded because he had uh, got hit in his head by a, a swoop that Han Solo was flying back in the expanded universe. They expanded all that stuff out. Really. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, that's he, brutal. He, he he was in a he was in a he was in a race, a swoop race with with Han Solo. Tried to and he got he was underneath them and tried to, to jam or something. And then he he smashed his head up into the swoop, and that's why he had the bandages, and that's why he was kind of uh, you know he looked see, like do you, he see, do you see why this whole expanded universe thing is like totally made for geeks and nobody else? I mean, look, I I'm not even going to make fun of you because behind me on my bookshelf are about thirty Star Trek books that basically continue the series after Deep Space Nine forward. So yeah. I'm all about expanded universe. Oh, I, just, I I used to have all I, I I read Star Trek books for a long time. I had a good run of them for quite a while. I've got up on my shelf the, the Star Wars Encyclopedia, the Essential Guide to Vehicles, and and uh, I got also the essential guide to droids and weapons yeah weapons and vehicles droids ca- and characters so there Boom, yeah, yeah. I, no, I hear you. But it takes like a certain kind of devotion to this kind of stuff to be like, you know, ah, I'm going to go look for the expanded universe. Bill, you have to check. This is the conversation I always have with Bill, actually. <laughs> Bill, so here's this thing. I'm really into the Star Wars expanded universe lately. Yeah, Bryce. I'm, look, I'm busy working and uh, thinking about how, what kind of sex I'm going to have later and what adult things I'm going to be busy with. I know, but Bill, see, it's great. Star Wars, like Jaina Solo. And Jason Solo, <laughs> who who is that, Bryce? I never even heard of those guys. I hear the children of Han Solo and and Princess Leia, and they're force enabled, and one of them goes bad and like goes off the range. It's crazy cool. Uh, all right, yeah. maybe I'll watch it along with Stargate that I'm never going to finish because I hate. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> what movie was that in with Jaina Solo and and Jar- their expanding Solo? universe? Jar Jar Solo, but actually, that you led you led nicely into episode seven, eight, nine. What we want, what we want to see. Have I? Yes, yeah. I have. Wow. So play the music. Lucasfilm and Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney has now bought Lucasfilm. In most cases, Star Wars was kind of dead. I mean, yes, I've liked the Clone Wars, but for the most part, totally Star Wars as a franchise is not something that I would rush to the mic and be like, let's do a whole show about Star Wars. It's dead. We weren't excited about it. And all of a sudden, we... out of the blue, this happened. But we, more than that, we, it wasn't just dead. The fans lost faith. Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we had lost faith that there was quality in Star Wars. Yep. And then yeah. this happens. And then this happens. And this is huge. They couldn't have... And, you know, I think this is this is 50 times bigger than it would have been ordinarily. If we would have gone 10 years back and, you know, Disney had just made uh, uh, Nemo, right, and they bought Lucasfilm, you'd be like, I don't get this. Is this yeah. going to... What what are they gonna? How is this gonna be good? But, but now, now they own they Marvel. they're making Pirates of Caribbean. They're doing the Marvel movies. They're coming out with that Oz movie that looks frankly pretty awesome. Awesome. Um, they're doing all these great things <laughs> now, 
uh, and they're doing it smartly. And the Marvel movie yes. specifically gives me uh, nothing but hope that these are going to be treated a really, new hope, really well. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too fat. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. With with uh, with Disney taking over, we and we've seen what they do, that they can do with Marvel. They're they bought Marvel, they put the money into it, and they let Marvel do their thing. Well, right? See, they, I'm, they, I'm a little I'm a little scared here because I've seen an ugly celebrity. I have a kid who turned out fairly attractive, and I'd seen a couple of attractive celebrities get together and have a kid that was just hideous. And I'm scared that Marvel and Disney could go either way here. Yeah, but they've got, but I think they've got the track record, right? We're sort of at the. I mean, Starting people to, have been yeah. saying for years we're in the golden age of comic book movies, and 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 every year that goes by, it keeps getting better. I yes. mean, the, right? I mean, but that's because the people that WB. read them all as kids are now the ones making the movie, which is right. exactly what's going to make the Star Wars movies work, right? And so I think that you're right that, you know, you take two good franchises or take two good companies that you have faith in, you put them together, and you don't know if they're going to make a good product or it could be over-commercialized or they could, you know, take it the wrong way or make it for everybody. I think there's a good track record of what Disney has done with other similar properties to have a, a, a pretty good likelihood. And knowing which directors are they're kind of thinking about, um... I have nothing but but great hopes that this is going to be outstanding. But Disney doesn't need to make this even for everybody. I mean, it's it, they have a huge built-in audience just by saying it's Star Wars. Would you know you what say, I mean? Like, like it's like not for example, something. J.J. Abrams Enterprise, the the right. reboot of Star. Was that for everybody, or was that for Star Trek fans? No, no I think it was everybody. for everybody. Yeah, I fans. think it was for everybody. Yep. Yeah, and I'll bet if they, I'll bet the new Star Wars will be something like that. The new Star Wars will be for everybody, and they will also do it because they they want to leverage the property at the the, the theme parks. They want to make four point oh four billion dollars, is what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, they they need to recover that. That's you know, you don't spend four point oh four billion dollars on property to just sit on it. We're well, be- yeah, but but they didn't buy just the property. Now we got to remember too; they bought That's Lucas, right. you know, all the, the tech and, and industrial and, light uh, and magic. The, yeah, yeah, but exactly. I don't think ILM is producing the four point four billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the potentials there, and all and they're they're industry leaders in in tech. All I'm saying is, is that what they're really buying is this idea, is this is the right to make more of these movies and more TV shows and more toys and more Star Wars everything. And yes, I exactly. think the last thing they want to do is f*** it up. Well, you know, they made a really good choice, or Lucas made a good choice anyways. I, it's an interesting thing about Lucas. For such a long time, I, like probably so many of you guys and so many geeks everywhere, have really not liked Lucas. Like, I've just pictured him as this big, he's turned into Jabba the Hutt. That's kind of how I pictured the guy. He's and, and more ways, I'm not just talking his appearance, I'm ranking on his, you know, his greediness. and his, just, he's just He's out to just milk money from the fans. But now all of a sudden, I kind of, you know, I watched all the interviews with him where he's handing it off and i'm kind of like you know there's a certain part of me that feels like you're doing the right thing here like this is the right thing and i'm glad Mm. you're doing it in the same way and i know everybody who's a star trek fan always hates me when i say this Mm. but in the same way that the best thing that ever happened to star trek was gene roddenberry leaving it oh absolutely you're you're absolutely right bryce there's an awful lot of stuff they did with deep space nine that gene roddenberry would not have approved of 
Yep. Yeah. Well, Jen and I right now are going through the season one Blu-ray, and I'm trying to get her into the next generation. And I have to tell you, they're cringeworthy. Like just watching them through again, oh, geez, oh, God, it's really hard. It's and I keep trying to say, like I'm like Bill, like I'm trying to tell you with Stargate. <laughs> just wait, it's gonna turn around. It's gonna change. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> Let but, Pulaski uh, leave the show, and then you know. It's yeah, all up she's just not even there yet. Yes, no, that's what I mean. Season three is where it turns around. Season two has some good points, but Pulaski, I hate Pulaski. It's okay, Jen. You only have to get through twenty-four episodes. No, (laughs) no. Season there's some there's some good stuff in season one, but. Season one and season for, two uh, are rough. Commercial right. breaks. <laughs> anyway, anyways, so <laughs> we just keep. But that's why this is why. By the way, my grandiose plan with the screen is to come back and do a whole show on Star Trek soon, and then Sweet. we'll probably do a whole show on Stargate. So you know, and Bill, Bill, my Bill can't be and in. Bill that can't one. even be Uh-oh. in it because he's got nothing to talk about because he's such a failure. That guy MacGyver, he's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I like him. Anyway, and then anyways, there's not the, James Spader, who's really good. And then there's so, a then there's a giant black guy that barely talks. He's super Indeed. cool. Yeah, that, that tells he actually you, that is tells awesome. You. That's the yeah, problem is you is. don't even know how it tells awesome you how far he he's is. gotten in the in the in the whole thing. He's probably got like four episodes. This is stupid. All right. Anyways, but Lucas did a good job by um, hiring his replacement as Kathleen Kennedy, who was one yes. of Spielberg's uh, big producing partners. Uh, in this country, I think that Return of the Jedi should be named the National movie. What the hell? Isn't that... That's the mayor from uh, Springfield. Oh, oh, Kennedy. He was trying to... Nice. Nice. Good. Didn't catch it. All right. Anyway, so... um, That's because it wasn't good. Are you guys surprised they're... um, (laughs) It wasn't good. It was just whack, dude. And I... Full of crap. Do Uh, that! Are you guys so they're they're apparently going to try to do episodes seven, eight, and nine? They're going to continue it, and that was another big bombshell. Outside of the fact that they're doing it in 2015, which is right around the corner. And Lucas said he would never do seven, never. Eight, nine. Wrong, wrong. I remember him saying he originally had planned to do nine <laughs> movies, and then he recanted, said no, nah, just just the three. Then it was the six. Now it's the nine. So he, I remember him saying years and like decades ago that yeah, he yeah. wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. That was supposed maybe, to be nine movies. Maybe like total. when he turned he over in bed and he's you know kind of whispered, you know. No, no, he maybe, had said this. Maybe I'll do stuff. I know it did. But for did like, you guys, did you guys see how Darren went all CNN crossfire on you there? No, no. <laughs> Bill's like, Bill's like, no. Bill's like, he said he was never going to do wrong, that. Like, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. But, but seven, eight, nine. So, are you guys surprised that they're continuing the Skywalker saga? Are they? No, I think has that been that's, determined. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in stone. Yeah. In I, fact, in fact, they're going. Um, uh, they're they're trying to get Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher back. They've all been approached. I'm sure. And, I, I'm and, sure and, and all three of them have said in principle they'll return. But what is there for the Skywalker saga? I mean, Luke is a Jedi. So is it there? It must be. We their don't kids. know. It's their well, kids. Yeah, it's but if kids. it's the expanded universe, that's already there. And if they can, they can, they have all that material they can pull from. The question is, and I think that's part of my question here: is where do you think they should take things, and where do you think they're going to go with it? The only thing I don't want them to do is is bring in the Yuuzhan Vong. Um, you're gonna have to. Some of this stuff you're gonna have to explain okay. because a lot of people don't know. 20, let, me, let me let me just say no this, the, okay. so that you understand the expanded universe or extended universe, whichever way you want to call it, follows the exploits post Return of the Jedi, and uh, if, and it did this for 20 years, and so basically you've got you know you have generations of of Skywalker clan and Solo clan kids growing up and and doing stuff, and some of that for a while was actually pretty good. So yeah. go ahead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. wait a minute. 
So if they have, so when you're saying Skywalker clan and Solo clan, we're not talking. So Luke has kids, or is it Princess? Luke? Yes, he does. Eventually, he does. Luke yes, has he his does. Own kids. He, with Mara he Jade. Hook, yes. Yeah, he hooks up with some chick named Mara Jade, which is like a, a she's a dark Jedi or something, right? Well, okay, here, okay, let me explain who. The, the, quick, Mara Jade, quickly. Here we go. <laughs> very, 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 very quickly. It's into story it's, time. Just, just, and just, now, just, just, just let me go. Story time. The lore of Star Wars. <laughs> Mara, Mara Jade was the Emperor's hand. She was a she was a dark Jedi, um, destined to kill Luke Skywalker in Air of the Empire. She. Uh, fulfilled that destiny because they had cloned Luke Skywalker. Oh man! Uh, sorry. So, but that's okay. So it was kind of um, a clone war then. Then, then she became over. Then she came to the light, and she and she falls in love with Luke. They have kids. They have the they have the Sky they have the Skywalker kids. Then you've got you told, the solo this is totally kids. like a soap opera, Bryce. You have to play like soap opera music over this. <laughs> Fine. These All right. are the days of their lives. Right. Right. So, so Han and Leia have. Twins, J- uh, Jason and Jaina Solo, and then they have Anakin Solo, and then d- d- down through the. Uh, See, that the doesn't make any ex- sense to me now that I think about that, because that's what? like naming your kid Hitler. Exactly. Nobody's using no, Anakin again Anakin. in Let's the Star it, Wars universe. Oh, look at ever. our nice baby Darth but, Solo. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but remember, Anakin was redeemed at the end, and he there's. Was. And there's I was going to say he was a good guy at the end of Jedi. Yeah, there and there are stories. There are other. Yeah, and I'm sure universe. Adolf Hitler said at the end, "It was just a joke. I was just joking." <laughs> come, ah! come on, you know. But um, you know, there are there are stories that deal with Leia coming to peace with with Anakin uh, for blowing up Alderaan and and doing all that when he was Darth Vader. Realizing he was taken over by the dark side of the force at the time, but all right. So anyway, so the, the expanded universe, blah blah blah. That's pretty much what it does. So, <laughs> blah, <laughs> are you blah, guys? Blah. You, well, because it's so long. I mean, we could we could do a whole show sure. on the expanded universe. You and, do a whole I mean, series Darren, on it. Yeah. Darren's done a yeoman's job of trying to, or an admiral's job actually of trying to get this out. But yeah, it's it's complicated and rich, and you get twenty years of backstory and characters at this point, and we haven't right. even touched them all. So. Um, where do you guys think then that they should take it? And it's fine, obviously, if you don't know the expanded series, because from what I understand from reading things, Kathleen Kennedy says that uh, this is all original stuff and it's not based on the expanded universe. Now, I'm not sure I believe that mm-hmm. because they have too much of a rich stuff they can they can pull from. But I'll bet you anything that it doesn't follow any established story. Like they're not uh, going to rock it into Era of the Empire. No. But, but what do you guys think? A, well, A, they can't do Air of the Empire because that place takes place only a couple years after Return of the Jedi. But I'm thinking where they're going is they'll they'll end up with uh, Luke being the head of the, his Jedi Academy. They'll bring Jason and Jaina and Anakin in and some of the other, you know, the new the next generation of, of Jedi. You're going to have uh, Carrie um, Fisher. Carrie Fisher, at, you know, Leia. She's uh, a, a drunk. Descend, uh, a, a, well, yeah. <laughs> So they're so Lord. So they're so yeah. Okay, but you're going to have them as, as senators, try, you know, be, rebuilding this giant, you know, the the the, the republic. Han Solo is a senator, or or, a uh, or some sort of best court. Senator's yeah. hus- husband in this case. Yeah, senator's husband. Yeah. So they're so that's all that, and then I think it's going to be mainly their kids. Uh, I think they if if they they 
if they fail, if they, they're going to fail if they don't use Jason as Darth Cadmus or Cad Cadus. See, you guys, both of you guys, are then highly basing this off of what you understand off of the expanded universe. And you guys right, probably it, know more than any of us here about that. I well, I, I just read that. Like I, I read a little bit of the wiki. I haven't read a lot with the. I never. I didn't get far enough into the expanded universe to know about Darth Cadus and stuff until I, you know, so I read the wiki. Blake, the, do you do you think anything different outside of that? I don't know anything about the expanded universe, to be honest. Oh, good. Um, All right, I didn't know that. Or, what is, so what do you except think? What, do you what I've heard him talking about, actually, mostly on the show. But what I do think is that there are an awful lot of fans of the expanded universe, and in particular novels of the expanded universe, and if they go a different direction, they're going to lose those fans. So they've got to be very careful to... Uh, you think they're going to lose those fans, though? I, sure. well, they may be disappointed, okay. but I'll bet they'll they're going to still be some, a ticket. There'll be some, <laughs> exactly, some very heated will. internet rants. <laughs> <laughs> there are we've had uh, we have a friend and we do if have I, a you know, friend. We, well, we have several friends. This one, the, the, this one in particular, a whack of friends, a whack of friends. We have I like, only have a crap. We, we, we <sighs> if you let me, you know, that means he has four exasperated breath. That is tavern cast. <laughs> there you go. Um, the books, expanding universe, are not canon they are not primary source canon they they can only ever be secondary source they, oh well lucas said it was it's canon it's canon it's like it can't be it's not on film so you can yeah, take it's it as canon can, it, until they put it in film and as soon as they put it in film then it erases that supposed right canon. now there are parts where they chose like with coruscant is a prime example it was not mentioned in the movies that that was expanding the universe they said okay yeah that works and we'll use it they had no problem with it because it didn't affect anything. If they want to change the, their mind and stuff and go a completely different way and just kibosh you know, the, the last 20 years of, of canon, then they, they had the right to do it. It's their, it's their movies, right? But, but you, you actually think the expanded stuff is canon? See, I wouldn't think that it was. No, because no you're, he's saying it wasn't. It, oh, okay. It, no, it's, it's, it's actually they're definitely the going to have to write. get rid of. They're definitely going to have to get rid of, rid of some stuff, right? I mean, for example, oh, the yeah, midi chlorians thing. That's oh my canon, goodness. right? I mean, that's in the movie. Un- talking about mini and so they're. But who wants that? So the, nobody wants the, that. They're gonna have, that's why they. I, I would not be surprised if we never hear about midi chlorians ever again, including movie twenty that we, Disney. We, does we will never. We will never hear about it again because they, they got rid of that in the second movie. All those books were authorized by Lucas Films. And they said, "Here's where you. This is what you can do. You know, if they say don't, you don't touch. You can't touch this. You don't, don't eat from this tree. This is this. <laughs> this you have to do that. You. This is the only thing you can't touch. You can go play over in this area of the park. They, for instance, don't eat they from had this tree. to sign off. They had to get him to sign off on the death of Chewbacca. Who? For instance, yeah. what? Chewbacca, Chewbacca died. He got blown up real good. Well, what? They, they all get old. But besides that, yeah, and that's during the use on Vong War." Okay, Yuzhan Bong. <laughs> I think I had that okay. the other day. I, like I ordered some. Uh, I don't, all right, so I don't yeah. want to. I ordered some orange deal. chicken and hot sour soup and Yuzhan Bong. It was delicious. Yeah. Extra I am, MSG. I am, I am very adamant not to geek out too much on the expanded universe because of the likelihood that so many people won't know what we're talking right. about. So I want okay. to hit Bill and Jen real quick. Do you guys have an opinion on where they should take things or what they're going to do? Uh, I, and Blake, feel free to peel in on this too, because I know you don't have a lot of knowledge on the expanded stuff either. I don't. More I, don't than I thought I did. Apparently, I don't know jack or squat about the extended universe, but just based <laughs> upon my—you mean whack or crap load? I don't, know, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, exactly. But based on what I know from the movies, I like the idea of 
the destiny of the Skywalkers to bring balance to the Force, right? And so I sort of, I, I thought about this once, and I think I had a conversation with my dad and my brother, like, what does that even mean? What is the Skywalker arc, really? And why was the Force out of balance? And I sort of think in the first movie, the, the, there's this concept, and you guys probably know more about this than I am, so maybe you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But it seemed to me that the Jedis were sort of these stoic, Almost Vulcan-like, not to cross-reference our franchises, but we but, haven't done that at all this yeah, year. Yeah, right. Go ahead. But, no. but they're very—they're they're out of touch with their emotions, right? I mean, hate leads to anger, and blah 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 leads to blah blah blah. And Yoda's very stoic and very detached from his emotions and very logical. Whereas the dark side of the Force is all emotion. I mean, it's all like let go of your hate and embrace your hate and embrace your feelings. And what Anakin's fall from grace was. was was the fact that he didn't it wasn't necessarily hate and it wasn't a detachment from emotions it was his love that sort of that that made him kind of a, a bad Jedi and turned to the dark side ultimately in hate because he was so in love and just upset of the whole thing and he got manipulated. So I it think, was and then he, and fear. then and I think at the fear end, of loss, yeah. And I think at the and, end he got yeah. he, there was a, there was a redemption of of him that he was able because they always said once you go down the dark side you can never come back and and he. Ultimately, Abel was to come back and was able to defeat the Emperor because he loved his son. See, so, and, mm-hmm. and, and because he, and, and so I'm hoping that in the new movies that come up, it's gonna, if, if there's like a, a Jedi Academy or the Jedi Order comes back that Luke is is, is in charge of, we'll, we'll be able to. At least, I don't know what the story is going to be, but at least we'll be able to see Jedi's that have balance. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a Star Wars universe where there are where there's balance in the Force and what is the culmination of the whole Skywalker saga. Okay, I want to know real quick. What do you guys think? about Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher potentially coming back at their age. I posted a picture up on the TavernCast Facebook page not too long ago where I swiped uh, recent 2012 photos of all three Hmm. of those guys. Not so great. What do you guys think about that? Hollywood Uh, magic. I think it can happen. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. You're the makeup artist in the group. You think they they can get those guys in shape? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, we got a couple years before anything happens as far as what we're going to see. So between uh, technology and all of the diet and uh, fitness gurus and then all of the makeup artists that they have, they can get them looking decent enough. What did they do with What's-His-Face in the new Tron movie? I mean, oh, with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. They made him look like he did back when the first movie came out. I mean, if you remember... Yeah, but no, they did that with CGI. Exactly, but that was still him. All they mm-hmm. did was basically airbrush... Just CGI and... Carrie Fisher? Could be. <laughs> no, well, the, they, the thing they, is, they though, probably it, should, but... Depending upon how what direction <laughs> they do go with it, they would... I mean, if they end up doing it, it would follow suit that the first movie is about one generation, and then the, or the first set of movies is about one generation like each trilogy is about a generation Mm -hmm. so they could still include han and leia and luke in this next set of or in this next trilogy but they can be older and it would make sense because then you have them being anchor characters in the storyline but they're not necessarily the main characters like they won't be the the people that are carrying the the brunt of the storyline to get it uh, get us through the trilogies their kids will or their their grandchildren will or something like that you're going to have a generation there that is the next one that's going on so all they have to do is get these guys in shape enough to look like 
themselves Wise and old later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're not the protagonists in, in the in the next three movies. They're they're like you say anchor characters. So it's okay that the you know Carrie you know Carrie Fisher. Uh, looks like Jabba the Hutt now. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, that's, oh, that's I thought she lost a bunch of weight. Didn't she do that Jenny Craig thing? She's I don't so know. Nice. She's such a nice friend. And you know, Mark She's Hamill crazy. Like a horrible accident. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that happened before Empire, though. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Mark no, Hamill doesn't look that bad. No, Mark Hamill. He. I mean, he can look. They can. They. they the years have. You know. They. Harrison they. Ford they put. They had a lot of miles on it. Yeah. They put a lot of miles on. They're just. They're just older. You know. Oh, yeah. Heroes, how, sort of thing. And it depends on how old they are in the setting. I mean, if, yeah. if Luke dies, for instance, of old age in the second movie, you know, and just after saying, you know, when 72 years old, years you, you are, reach. you won't look this good. You know, <laughs> look that, as good that, you will not. <laughs> God, I hope, see, that's one thing I hope they stop, by the way. Just the fact that you bring that up. I hated that Lucas, like, basically repeated every line that he ever did in the original trilogy in the prequels. Everything was like, I got, Misa got the bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're very right, unfortunately. But the thing is, too, all they By have the to way, do that, is that's another thing that I do. Whenever we're in a roller coaster, right before you go over the dirty <laughs> dip, I always <laughs> scream out at the top of my legs. The kids all cry. I've got a very bad feeling about this. Ah! You're the guy we hate at the yeah, <laughs> yes. But all they have to do, honestly, for I mean, you know, for Luke is. Get him into the gym for a three months with a trainer and put him mm-hmm. on a diet. I mean, think about all of the rest of the the movies that they have out there. You have actors that go up and down and wait for roles all the time. I mm. keep thinking of uh, the Catherine Zeta-Jones movie. Um, I think it was called Entrapment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery played her lover in that, and and at that point. Um, I saw interviews. The man could barely move. I mean, he could barely get to stand up out of a chair. Yet he played an action role. What kind of? Know what kind of podcast you're doing here? A definitive geek. But I'll tell you one thing. I could get it up for Catherine Zeta Jones in about seven seconds. I'm all man, all man. I was always 007. I always will be. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. I didn't need any. I said, get up CGI. out of a chair. I said, <laughs> I still have a seven inch. Hello? Hello? Are still there? Blake, please, by God, go on. Point is, we've got. Before he gets to red They didn't even use CG for that. So. But uh, but I don't think I, I think we ruined the... it if they tried to make them the adventure stars, just like uh, just like Jen was saying there. More like it just like Yuri Gagarin, and the beautiful. <laughs> when the <laughs> he's got nothing, you know. So <laughs> the Soviet Navy. Well, you know they're all going to have scenes. I mean, it's going to be like that scene with Yoda, right? Yeah, I mean they're all going to have their big scene where they do come to you know to the rescue. Like Han Solo is going to have some big thing where he comes flying in on whatever ship he's got going and saves the day in some fight. I'm a little bit scared of that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, I am too. I don't. I don't want it to turn into like late William Shatner Star Trek too, where it's like (laughs) they should have stopped that movie after like the third one. You know. No, good. six was awesome. He was yeah, good six was six. awesome. Six was freaking awesome. Well, he shouldn't have been in generations, but five, that, that's five a no shouldn't shows, have been in Stay on target. Been in Stay five. on target. <laughs> in the wrong universe. You're all clear, okay. kid. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here. If I was on solo, then you'd be my player. 
life would be grand You'd find me at a bar in Moss Eisley Wasting a rodent With a wave of my hand Okay, so we talked. We talked earlier about um, potential directors. I just want to throw out a couple names and just say what I've read about them so far, and then we can open it up. So everybody, everybody. Of course, by the time that this is uh, actually produced, the world will know, and probably the first movie might even be out. The, the world will be over by the You suck. But no. <laughs> they, they might know who the director is, though, because they're, they're on the verge of an announcement. There's a bunch of rumors that they're going to do that like any day now. So mm-hmm. they, yeah. that may preempt the show. But right now, um, some of the names that have been floated around are J.J. Abrams. He mm. says absolutely no. Yeah. He says he wants to do his own projects, blah, blah, blah. Spielberg says no. Guillermo del Toro says maybe. Joe Johnston, who was, uh, interestingly enough, uh, one of the guys who did a lot of the special effects and stuff on all of the original first three, uh, says maybe. He's the guy who just did Captain America and The Rocketeer and a bunch of other movies. Well, okay, he'd be all right. Yeah, Love Quentin Tarantino. I don't know why oh, he was geez. even on the list. Oh, hell Thank- no. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> he says no. Uh, John Favreau, Iron Man guy, says maybe. And Brad Bird from Pixar, that everybody and their brother would love to see at least write this movie. Uh, there's yeah. no word from him at all. So there's I a think couple others thrown out there. So now I now I want to hear from you guys. I mean, like everybody loves J.J. Abrams. I have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's him or Spielberg are my two top picks. Oh gosh, Spielberg? No, no. What's the, yeah, oh, I'd love. No. I would love Spielberg no. to tackle. No. I don't like Abrams you. Like that you much. want Spielberg from the '80s to do it, not current right. Spielberg. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. I you think Brad Bird already has a working script. I, I thought I heard that just the other day. Uh, I would love to see John Favreau take a shot at it because I like his Iron Man work. Yeah. Um, I think he's too boring. No, I don't no, think, I don't he's, think he's, he's boring. Best director for that. But um, if I ever if I hear the word Christopher Nolan, ah, uh, hell no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, because I don't because I don't want him anywhere near my Star Wars. I think Wars. somebody brought up Sam Raimi too, and I think he's totally wrong. No. Oh, he no. would he would he would cheese that up way too yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sam Raimi, but that'd be too cheesy. But um, of course, you know, Whedon might be interesting. Joss, yeah, it's, I, it's I, gotta, I forgot about Whedon. It's got to be J.J. Abrams, Brad Bird, or Joss Whedon. Josh uh, Whedon won't do it though, guys. Yeah, Joss he's, is busy with the uh, Avengers. Way too busy. Yeah, yeah. way too busy. And and shield the uh, the TV show. Well, he basically Joss Whedon right now is overseeing the second phase of the entire Marvel movie universe. So I mean he's he's there's no way they wouldn't release yeah. him from that because they need him on their other cash cow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he'd be so good on Star Wars though. So I, why, why don't you think J.J. Abrams? I'm curious. All right, no, no. I, I don't like his stuff, to be honest. I, I, his directing is good. His, his visuals are good. He gets good what stuff out of the actors. Like, I don't like the like? decisions. I, I don't like the decisions he makes on the acting. Which or movies? on the uh, writing? I mean, I didn't like Lost. I didn't like Lost from the first season because really? I could tell that they didn't know where the frig they were going with it. I didn't like where it ended up. Um, I, I, 
I honestly, I walked away from the new Star Trek movie disappointed. I had to watch it again here at home before I started to appreciate it a little bit more for what it really was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and his his total disregard. Obviously, from the interviews and stuff, he wouldn't. This wouldn't be true for Star Wars. But his total disregard for the history of Star Trek uh, just it came through the movie, and it irritated me as a Star Trek fan. So, like I said, visually, yeah, writing wise, I don't know. Throw me out mm. some directors, guys, that maybe aren't on this list, Jeez. or just give me your top couple. Oliver Stone. Hello. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cameron would be. I think great at it. His camera understand well, understands all that stuff. As, lo- as long as sci-fi. he didn't write it again. Yeah, no, exactly. No, yeah. we don't. I don't want. I don't want him writing it, and I don't want Lucas writing it. I want Lucas giving overarching scenes and general direction. I don't want him writing any dialogue. Or right. and I want somebody to say, "Well, you you just you've got a you've made a plot hole that's so big a star destroyer could fly through it, <laughs> like he did in the first one in in Phantom Menace." I gotta be honest. There's a part of me that thinks Joe Johnston might actually do a good job, um, chiefly because he's so familiar with uh, what went into making the first three. He's the only one there who actually was involved with the making of the first three, outside of Spielberg, who had a you know peripheral involvement from you know from the outside. But Joe Johnston is a serviceable director. He's not great, yeah. but he does have he captures that sort of '80s ethos, which is kind of interesting. I'm gonna put I'm right. gonna throw out a name, and I I think. When I say it, you are all going to agree, Bill, uh-uh. Bill Condon. I mean, if you if you really look at his most recent body of work, Bill Condon is it's he he brings forth the ethos in actors to really have um, a connection. On Are you guys just going to let him go with this? <laughs> well, I don't know who this Twilight guy is. director? Yes, is absolutely. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean no like, one does who? Stalker like Bill Condon. I mean, he can really make... He would He would really make the Sith sparkle. Yes. <laughs> yes. He would. Yeah, I have somebody that... Uh, you guys, I'm sure no, no one will know who it is. Um, his name's Felix, Felix Enriquez Alac- or Alcala. Mm. Um, and he did a bunch of the Galactica films. He actually does a lot of directing for television. Ooh. He's done a ton of stuff for television. Um, he did uh, Galactica Razor. He does Criminal Minds. He did. Hmm. He's done Revolution, Grim. Um, he's done uh, NCIS. He did Stargate Universe. Yeah. Okay. I like a yeah, lot. Stargate of Universe. Oh. You know, when I think of the Burn Notice, you had me lost me. When you think of the when you think of the, the Galactica. Terminator, Sarah Chronicle. Sarah Connor Chronicles, blah blah blah. As, like, as long as they don't do that camera thing that they did, they 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 took the camera cam, thing from in. Uh, in space, the you know, and, and tried to make it look realisticish. Oh, see, I like that. I always liked when they. Did yeah, but that. not for Star Wars. That's no, what I'm no, saying. No, no. Not yeah, for Star Wars. I agree. With you. I agree. I agree. I just I, I looking at a lot of his, even, but not for Star Wars. Just a lot of his work. It's not all. That's not necessarily just his stuff. Um, that that uh you know was doing that kind of work i mean a lot of the things that he has he's done i'm looking at i mean he's got several hundred i mean he goes back to that show homefront from the early 90s i don't know if you guys remember that one um uh he did south beach nypd blue he's been around for a million years this is such a random choice it, Jen. Like, it is where did random you even get this well because from? no when we were watching earlier we were what we were Somebody's so bryce was re-watching research. some 
<laughs> Galactica episodes, and we, I, we were, I pointed out one that I thought was one of my favorites, and this, he was the director of that particular episode, and I went through and started looking at some of the other stuff that he did, and realized, looking at these other episodes of all of these shows, that I like all of them. And yeah. so there's a consistent theme with all of his work as far as I think that it's interesting. And I think that um, he has a really good sense of um, suspense and storytelling and character development. He's gotten really good performances out of all the actors. And granted, it's all television work, but that doesn't necessarily mean he can't translate it into feature films. See, if I was and, thinking of a TV show that I think most closely resembles Star Wars in tone, I would have to go with Martin Campbell that directed most of the Stargate SG-1 episodes because I think Stargate is very Star Wars-ish. Yeah, especially yeah. that episode where they did the trench run and then anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Big black guy. With you the know the episode. Like <laughs> Keep here, watching, here, Bill. Keep watching. Here, here's the, the problem with that. Like three PO. Hans Olo. Here, here's the problem with that with the Stargate. As much as I love Stargate, it's too long, boring, lo- loosey pole, goo- horrible. No. Whoa! Shut up! <laughs> shut! Shut it! It's awesome. Shush. Yeah, it is awesome. You're just a failure. Um, Carry on. They they don't take themselves too seriously, which is, is what makes Stargate so enjoyable. You have to take Star Wars seriously. You can't you can't lose yeah. a goosey it. Yeah, yeah. but, you, ha- but yeah. you have to have that sort of cavalier thing because that's what Solo always was. Well, but and the droids. One ca- no, but There's a difference between cavalier and. Yeah. and uh, and, and, and loosey goosey, and, and yeah, you don't have yourself. to do what they did with the droids in the in the prequels. Well, well, I, I agree, I agree with you there. It's a good example, yeah, I agree right? With you there. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, whoever they pick as the director for me is secondary almost to who they pick to do the music, because if they if they pick some, <laughs> and, and there's some really great uh, composers out there, really great that are not named Danny Elfman, um, that do really really great stuff, but. John well, Williams, Williams is getting old. Williams is getting old, but man, it is so good. That has got to be his best stuff as Star Wars. I mean, from Yoda's theme to the Skywalker theme to the mm. main theme to the, you know, there's so many different great themes in those movies to the Empire theme, right? Yeah. Dun, I'll, I'll tell you exactly dun, who it is. Dun, I'll, I'll give you a name, and I'm totally right on this. John Debney. John Debney pretty much channels John Williams these days in almost everything that he does. What they should do, though, is let him and Williams work together, collaborate, and he he can ape Williams' style, and between the two of them, they should be able to... Because you need to have that consistent sound through the whole series. And there's definitely people you don't want. Like um, As much as I think he's a great composer, somebody like Hans Zimmer, totally wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like the Batman Randy Newman. Yeah, 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 Randy Newman. (laughs) (laughs) They'd have to have a song where, um, what's his name? I think it's Randy Newman where he starts singing. He's like, uh, you you got a friend in me. me. (laughs) Lunch. I want lunch. Down the hallway. Do you think Howard Shore could pull off the uh, Star Wars? Yes, but I don't think he's right for it. Personally, and I also don't think he's available for the next few years. Pro- probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he incarcerated? <laughs> no, no he's, he's on the Hobbit stuff. Oh, the Hobbit. You know who oh, I would have loved know. to have seen do Star Wars is um, Jerry Goldsmith, just mm-hmm. because it would have been different but oh, very Goldsmith cool. Awesome, but yeah. unfortunately, he is a lost no more. Yeah. Why well, he died? 
Oh yeah, he died several several years back. And you call I, yourself I definitive geek? <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow composers. And the mocking I mean, ensues. And the mocking ensues. But okay, I want to get back to the directors just for one second because I want to make one point. What you don't want is a, somebody who loves Star Wars too much. Because here's what they did, the mis- mistake they had in Nemesis with Star Trek. They had uh, Logan. What's his name? Mark yeah. Logan. He was a big, hu- a huge fan of Star Trek. So when I came out of that movie, I said, "Man, that was a repeat of every Everything. single movie I've already seen." Everything. And and I and and my and our same friend who was arguing about the canon of the Star Wars universe, he said, "Oh no, I don't understand what you mean." And I said, "Well," and I start listing stuff off point by point by point. Search the whole thing Spock, with Data Spock. is Spock. Uh, this you know this is this this is this this is this and it was just and I listed out like a dozen things like like that. It can it could certainly be over the top and too in your face, but I think John Williams still has the subtle <laughs> touch. I'm not, no, that's fine. I'm that's not joking. My point is director. Yeah, it, no, John Williams should yeah. direct. No, John, John and uh, John, Spielberg should do the music. Because Bill's it, just go, Bill's stuck on that part of the outline. So it, it, no, no, he's he's absolutely right. In, in he's the absolutely. in the at the end of the Clone Wars. So for example, one of my favorite parts in the prequels is at the end of the. Clone Wars, where uh, where um, Jimmy Smith is you know looking down and kind of going, oh, God damn it, why are the empires going right? And the emperor's looking at her like, yeah, my plan is right. And it's the first time since uh, Return of the Jedi, I think, that you hear the. No, actually, there was a. It, sorry, I digress. In the in the in the first <laughs> in the first what? what? Inconceivable. No, I know. In the in the in episode one, there was there was the briefest. Think word means what you think it means. There was the there was the briefest. <laughs> In episode one, there was the awesome. briefest hint of the Darth Vader theme when um, mm. Anakin's looking over the um, fire, and they said, you know, there's always, you know, one, or there's always two of uh, uh, yeah. Sith. But then the first time you actually hear the Vader theme was when the Empire, you know, lifts off, and you see all them going out. And it, I mean, and it really... It, it, it is really in your, and, and he could have used that because it's such a great iconic theme in all of the Star Wars universe. He could have used that throughout. He could have rehashed it. He could have done it in a m- million different ways. But he he used it in such a subtle and subtle way that I thought it would it made that scene so much more powerful um, for me as an audience member. That's why I think John Williams. So did you it. like it? Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> do you know what's amazing about you right now? Um, you were not like a huge fan of J.J. Abrams, right? But right now, you are channeling a character from Alias, the character of Marshall, the um, yeah. the the guy who supplied all Sidney Bristow's spy stuff. You you sounded just like him. You're like yeah, it's the greatest thing of it. Star Wars. It's this thing. It's the big thing. And it's you put it and it's got the music and the music you is just, like you it's didn't see it? okay, okay, super good. It's, uh, it's really good. And then the part with the thing with it, you know, the Emperor. And he's like he's like he's like, and then he's like. That's exactly Sorry. exactly what went on. I, I get very excited mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. the music of these movies. I, it really is and near so much so that no so one even so knows what you're. That talking when they about. when they made the first video game, it was a console game. I forget. I don't even remember what it was called. But the video game licensed somehow, or it got the license for the John Williams music, and they actually put the John Williams music in the video game. I. I I was so happy. I mean, I, 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 that was one of probably my favorite video game of all time, just because it had the Star Wars music in it. Hmm. The X-wing versus Tie Fighter. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't. That, that was a fun space sim. Space sim. Starting with the. All right, well, speaking of all that stuff, actually, what what other stuff out of this deal um, do you guys 
think you'd want to see. I know they for a long time now they've been talking about they're working on a TV show. Supposedly that will continue on in development, but they still haven't talked much about it. But do you want to see like different movies? Like the, maybe they they do. Um, uh, seven, eight, nine, but there's like other spin-offs or like they do with the Marvel movies. Do you want to see? What do you want to see? Theme parks, books. What do you want to see? The whole nine yards. Uh, I want to see them do the regular TV series, and I also want to see them do uh, like month, uh, quarterly movies, for example, and dealing with a part of of like a, a tangent off the universe sort of thing. Like maybe a bounty, you know, Boba Fett story of him going after some criminal or something. Or you know, or uh, Boba Fett's dead. Yeah, dude, get over it. <laughs> Boba Fett is not dead. I'm sorry. In the expanded universe, he's back. He's back. <laughs> he gets burped out. Yeah. The search for Boba. He crawled his way. He was not slowly digested over a thousand years in the in the Sarlacc pit. He he crawled out because he gave the Sarlacc an ingestion. But all right, Jen, Bill, Blake. <laughs> mm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I got to get you off the expanded universe. You know, I'm here in Southern California near Disneyland, and I think that the um, they, they've slowly uh, been building up the Star Wars presence at Disneyland, and I would be totally jazzed if they turned Tomorrowland, which, um, you know, for many years was oh, like yeah. 1984 land. Oh, I bet you they will. Into Star Wars land. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. I bet you they will. That's Space perfect. Mountain will be like a totally different place. Yeah, that's, that's like cool, that's yeah. that's just ready made. It's it's ready to go. I think I think Star Wars could be done the greatest service if um, TSA just adopted all the stormtrooper uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more appropriate for sure. It would make uh, body cavity searches <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Walk through the scanner. Uh, okay, we got a man over here that's got a uh, a canister. Tiki. Tiki. <laughs> You're a little short for a TSA agent, aren't you? <laughs> CK four two five one. Enjoy your post. I'm back here doing a full body cavity search. Uh, I'll, I'll find out here. Thanks. We're we're fine here. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> So real, real quick to, to wrap this whole thing up here. If Star Wars was rebooted, so we know they're not going to do that now. But for a while there, it was like, well, they could reboot it like Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek, right? How would you recast those characters? So let's talk. Oh. Let's do Luke, Luke Skywalker, and and just really quickly go around if you if you have somebody, shout it out, Luke Skywalker. Who could possibly do it? Justin Timberlake. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Are you actually serious? <laughs> yes. Sure. You're ser- both of you are serious? One, one of them Justin Timberlake, maybe not Luke, Jeez. but if not Luke can. No. No way. Yeah. Who was that kid from Aragon? That was Star Wars anyways. Yeah. Um now I'm thinking uh Liam Helmsworth for for Han actually and yeah. for Han for Han Solo? Yeah. Oh and really? Oh. Chris Stewart as Leia. 
Oh, no, 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 no. That's for Bryce's benefit. Da- actually, yeah, Darren is, has a love affair with Kristen Stewart for some unknown reason. Really? She's a vac. She's a vacuous wasteland. <laughs> oh, now I get it. Some men villainy. Wretched hide was coming to build me. Um, depending upon how old they were supposed to be, Dave Franco, who is James Franco Franco's younger brother, hmm. um, has, for who? Uh, for uh, Luke. Okay. I think I think um, Ryan Gosling, James no, James well, Franco maybe. seems like a good idea for Han though. No, you know who's no. a good Han Solo? The guy who who plays the lead character on Revolution and also the dad in the Twilight movies. Yeah, oh, Billy Burke. Yeah. Billy Burke. But on Revolution specific, the Twilight no. movies don't. But Billy Burke on Revolution is Han Solo. I think yeah. Aaron Eckhart yes. or Liv or what is his name? Liv Schreiber. Oh, Liv Schreiber. Yeah, I think oh, he makes way too old. They're both way too old for, for Han that. Solo. Oh yeah, why? Because because okay, when you look at Luke and Leia, they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty in that range. Han's not in his thirties, forties. He's he's only he's in his mid or to late twenties at best. Now, Han Solo always seemed to me like he was in. His I thought he was in early. No, 30s, he, yeah. he was never, he wasn't that much old. He couldn't have been that much older than Luke and Leia because he was preying on young Leia. Exactly. <laughs> what dreams were you? What, what, uh, this is the Bryce Irwin extended universe. <laughs> extended being the uh, operative word. Expanded. Wait, so what about Leia? What about Emma Stone for Leia? Oh. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. no. 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 What? I. I she sounds I'm, funny. I don't mind. I don't. I, there's a lot better choice. I just. I'm not good at trying to figure out all these different. I think. You know, um, Ma- if I if I was looking at a bunch of Megan them, I could probably Fox. figure it out, but. No. Oh, no. Is Han Solo. No. Come on. Oh, it's Han Solo. Oh, it's, uh, okay. oh or, or maybe Chewbacca. Fine. What about what? Well, <laughs> Chewbacca. I would, there you go. What about what about Jennifer Garner as Leia? If we went for a slightly oh. older set, that would work for me. I could I could do that. How about Emma Roberts if, for the youngers? Who's Emma Roberts? You pick up these really obscure people. Emma Roberts. She's Julia Roberts, and she's Eric Roberts' daughter. Julia Roberts. Well, uh, well she could be. She could play the Bantha because. With the, I think with the, the yeah, she's Roberts. in movies like nobody's heard of, especially no. for a tavern cast. I think audience. we should get Kim Fields for Princess. Oh, yeah, no, actually, no, yeah, you're right, uh, Jen. She's hot. Yeah, go for it, Kim Fields. Yeah, you like her? Are you looking her up? Oh yeah, oh yeah, IMDb baby. Jeez, <laughs> oh, are you looking her up? I don't think she looks like Leia though. I'm telling you, yeah, you, you should go. You, you should go Put for a couple the black Princess on her ears. Leia yeah. and go for Kim Fields. She'd be perfect. Yeah, Actually, I got to I got to tell you um Jen just pulled up a girl named Rooney Mara. Never heard of her before. The girl a, with the dragon tattoo. Okay. She actually in the pictures you see of her in IMDb, she kind of could pull that off. She kind of looks like a young Carrie Fisher. But we have our yeah, we have a certain stigma. Wait, okay, we're looking at eyebrows. I think I think. Yeah, you got to give her eyebrows exactly. You got to get Sally okay. Kellerman. <laughs> I actually know where her office is up on Sunset. Really? <laughs> yeah, I used to when I first was in LA. I'm, I work. Uh, I lived um, and worked just down the hallway from her. Actually, it was lovely. She used to come in with her dog every other day. Hot lips, She's the original hot lips, Hulahan. Yep. I'll tell you what, though. I think the biggest, the hardest person to cast in a recast is the Luke Skywalker character. Honestly, because yeah. I, I don't think he had a certain. Mark Hamill had that certain kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, wine, what, what wine actors bitch? today look like, you know, look like that kid? Yeah. Well, and, and can Robert, pull it Robert off. Pattinson. I mean, you, you can still sit and watch. I know we're making fun of him being so whiny, but you can sit and watch 
A New Hope and enjoy it even with that, what other actor yes. could do that? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Um, Hayden Christensen, probably be a good Luke. No, I don't want that kid. He, he, I don't want that he, guy around the movie. He, he's got the whiny bitch all <laughs> right down cold. Get him off the set. <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. Don't yes. worry about it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> At least you admit it. Yes. <laughs> all right, so if you were going to um, uh, recast the movies using nothing but uh, 70s and 80s actors other than <laughs> who, who would you use? And everybody only gets one chance, and I'm going to go to you randomly. Luke Skywalker is played by Jen. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Han Solo is played by Blake. Mr. T. And <laughs> oh, I was going to say Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> uh, um, Luke Skywalker. No, I'm sorry. Princess Leia is played by Bill. Joni from Happy Days. Ooh. Aaron Morin. <laughs> Aaron Morin. That's actually not <laughs> bad. That's right on the money right there. First casting that makes sense. And Lando Calrissian, Darren, is played by Samuel Mother F. And Jackson. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> All right. In in the in the in his heyday, and and Bryce, uh, yep, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. What do you guys think about Jake Gyllenhaal? Wait, I was asking, I was asking a question. Ah, <laughs> uh, she saved me. <laughs> oh, I know who I know who good Obi Wan would be. Yeah, but I was asking Bryce. Yeah, but well, who cares? Ian McKellen. <laughs> 80, 80s actors for for Obi Wan. Yeah, the the man is four hundred. Oh, I would, old. I would, Stewart. No, I would go with somebody like. Um, Patrick Stewart's uh, not bad. Oh, no, the guy from Jaws, just oh, to Peter, mix it up. Uh, uh, Peter uh, uh, Roy. No, Roy no, 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 not Roy, Roy Scheider. Yeah. That would be horrible. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> no, not Richard. He would be horrible. Quince. Use the force. Use the force. It's a shark. It's not a boating accident. It's a shark. We're going to need a big Have you seen the episode or the Saturday Night Live where they, the Noel Saturday Night Live I was in Star Wars. And they had Richard Dreyfus come in as C-3PO. Yes. Come on. I was in Jaws. My favorite is Jack Lemon is Walter Matthau. Uh, I'm gonna have you uh, read for Chewbacca. Chewbacca, what the? What is a Chewbacca? It's a. Um, it, he's a Wookie. A Wookie. Right? What, what kind of picture is this? He's like a giant space ape. Space ape. Get them. Get me the fuck out of here. I was in the Odd Couple. <laughs> That's been our giant mega special Star Wars edition of Taverncast, the screen. It was super double-sized for your pleasure. Um, <laughs> if you like the That's show... That's no moon. That's an episode of Taverncast. It's whack crap load. I'm too fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the show, review us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Your reviews actually help us and all that other jazz. Thank you to Darren and Blake. Check out Definitive Geek. And one more time, guys, how can we reach you? DefendedGeek.com. Uh, email is DefendedGeek at gmail.com and look us up on Facebook or iTunes. And I have in the outline here that we will be back in 2013 with a special if. centered on another all time classic geek property. Uh, if you ever do James Bond, you, you got to have us back for that. 
Uh, we might have to do that. That's absolutely. that's the kind of thing I think we should do. I, I think you absolutely that. should I be love doing it. I would be Bond. very interested in that. And then we need to do <laughs> Hunt for Red October, which is a great movie as well. A whole show on Hunt for Red that's October? Right. You could do an entire that, show just on my week. No, that would have to... Just on, just on what? your wig. <laughs> my wig, you dumb Canadian Canuck. It's the thing that I put on top of my head. It's a whack job that I would take a bunch of hair follicles, put them all together, and put them right on top. My head is spectacular. I can't tell you how many times I got laid just from wearing that wig from Hunt for Red October on top of my head. It was. I'm kind of sad. That, I'm kind of sad we didn't get uh, the Peruvian superhero. Oh, no. no, no, just stop. No. Just stop. No, no, stop. <laughs> that is not a can you stop. want to open my phone. You, you don't Yes, Have you not ever listened to the show? Do you not know what happens? And it, you, you, uh-huh. All you gotta do you you, have to, like, We've recently got a new movie done in Peru. It's called Star Wars. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie. It's just translated from its native language Italian. And it is now in the classic Peruvian. I love, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he's got the great superpowers just like me. And then he's got the Chewbacca, which is you know just what's the like best? super You know what's the best about this accent is that it morphs from some kind of strange, not really Peruvian to Italian <laughs> to this time you went into some kind of weird like Eastern European. No, the power of the Peruvian accent. <laughs> It's like the force, but in Peru. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Darren and Blake, for being on the show. We had a great time having you guys. Thank right you. Good, good night. Good night, good night everybody. Seven Cast is performed in a closed recording studio by trained professionals. Do not attempt this show at home. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have fun and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Welcome to the Sausage Factory, folks. There you go. Um, okay. Jen's here. Yep. So that so that precludes that being a sausage factory. <laughs> you need a new sound effect. Dude, those robots are so gay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jen and Bryce back here in the studio at a very last-minute clip we've added to the show. Uh, we found out shortly before the show was edited that J.J. Abrams was, in fact, named the director of Episode 7. Yes. Uh, so that works for me. I like both Spielberg and J.J. Abrams. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I think it'll it'll put a twist on things. I mean, he has a very different style, I think, on most all of his stuff than... Um, well, keep in mind, he's not writing it. Well, yeah, but he still is going to create the vision, and he's going to be the guy that is saying how things are done, you know, and, and he can still, even if he's not writing it, he can still get him, he can still His influence. JJ-eyes it, I guess, I don't know. So lately, Jen and I have been watching uh, a bunch of Alias, uh, going through J.J. Abrams, one of his earlier series, his second series, actually, after Felicity, which was Alias, 
And uh, th that's kind of made us think a little bit more about, you know, what kind of a director he would be and what kind of stuff he would do. And, and considering that in the early days, anyways, an alias, J.J. Abrams wrote a bunch of that stuff, or mm -hmm. at least co-wrote a bunch of that stuff, not knowing how what his involvement will be in the Star Wars movies as far as script input, but I'm guessing he's going to have some. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, sure, early on, probably. Who he is by himself. I mean, you know, yeah. his reputation alone will make it so that he's got enough clout to put his hand in there, I think. So I'm just wondering, actually, what kind of... The, the, sort of, to me, J.J. Abrams' hallmark is the fact that he, he does all these twists and turns mm -hmm. in, in stories, and he, he, likes, he likes relationships between... Uh, people on shows. He's a big relationship guy as far mm -hmm. as the character relationship stuff. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seems to me like it, he's a pretty good fit. The only person that I would have wanted maybe more than him was Spielberg, but like Bill said on the show, I wanted 80s Spielberg, not current Spielberg. And right. He's right on that. So, yeah. um, to, to my mind, these days, the closest thing to Spielberg is J.J. Abrams. I, like I said, I think it'll make a twist to things, and I, or he'll present it with a twist. Maybe he's not going to rewrite anything. You know, we don't really know what the storyline is going to follow. We have an idea based on if people are reading the books and, and that sort of thing, but we don't know necessarily what, what path he's going to take with it. So he could, you know, I mean, the whole Luke, I'm your father thing might be nothing compared to what Abrams decides to put into it. You just never know with him. Well, and I still wonder, too, as I keep saying, how much, how much of his his storytelling style will actually make the film considering Lawrence Kasdan who wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back is one of the guys writing it so well, the but other that's thing good is, for me too the thing is though too know? is you know that Abrams is a big fan of Star Wars I mean he much you know, bigger he than he was up, for Star Trek right and he grew up being one of us you know being like oh my gosh let's go line up at the theater I want to go see this so he might be just really he may ha have had you know I mean this could be like his his childhood dream he's actually being able to make the next installment so whatever he envisioned when he was young who knows what that did you read be. what an inside track he had on this though no. did you see that no it was actually kind of interesting I didn't know it until I read it either but so Kathleen Kennedy is the producer mm -hmm. who's now handling all of the Star Wars franchise at Disney for Lucasfilm Okay. And Kathleen Kennedy was Spielberg's big producer back in the '80s on ET and right. you know things like that. Right? right back in that time period, Kathleen Kennedy hired J.J. Abrams as a young lad to edit up all of Steven Spielberg's eight millimeter movies from when he was a kid. Oh, nice! And so they met, and he was very Can early you on getting that job. <laughs> yeah, and so that, that's what he did. And so, in in a sense, he's sort of been in the pipeline for a long time for for this kind of a thing. And that's why I think his stuffs seems to me to carry that Spielbergian flavor. Like, if you saw, and I forgot to mention Super 8, and I was remiss to do that, but if you saw Super 8, you mm -hmm. saw Spielberg all over that. Like, yes. that was clearly well, an homage to E.T. Yeah, but he was the producer on it as well. Yeah, it, it was just, that was crazy to me, and I think, I think you see so much of that. So, in a sense, I'm kind of getting my wish, because I'm getting both directors here, and I didn't mm, even realize how close he was to the Spielberg camp, but he was pretty close. The only other thing that I can <laughs> say about Abrams being on board is that Abrams has... From watching Alias, I see quite a bit just how many people from his television series have gone forward into his movies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bit actors and things like that. Oh, so, yeah. what are the chances you think we'll see like Greg Grunberg in the Star Wars movie or Jennifer Garner popping up as, you know, somebody? Absolutely, or... definitely possible. I mean, you know, hey, it might be Leia. What? I said I call I did say Jennifer Garner as a, as Leia. You know who would be a good like like uh, Renegades leftover Imperial like Starship Commander hmm. Star Destroyer Commander um, Victor, Victor Garber. Garber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. you, can't you see him as like a oh, bad guy? Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. 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 Anyways, so yeah, J.J. Abrams is now the director of uh, Episode 7. Whee! And that's our update. Just talk to you later. Bye-bye.